hello there. My name is Sam Carrico. Today is a little bit different. I'm again joined by Alex McKellar. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Happy to be here. And we are going to be talking Star Wars, not an episode of a television show like we have done. We are going to be taking a trip backwards in time, uh, all kind of leading up to, well, I mean, I guess I'll give the audience a little bit of behind the scenes. You know, this year is the 10-year anniversary of the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm. So it's kind of been brought up over the course of the past few film fan club podcasts, uh, you know, like, is where is Disney Star Wars at its best? Where is Disney Star Wars at its worst? And these conversations have kind of brought uh, a little bit of a conflict between Alex and myself to the forefront. I happen to very strongly believe that Rogue One is a fantastic Star Wars movie. It is the best of the Disney franchise. I also happen to believe that The Last Jedi is the worst of the uh, Disney Star Wars franchise. So... That's basic, my general thesis. We'll kind of get into more broad opening statements in a second, but I've been talking for a second now, Alex. How would you like to let the audience know your mindset coming into this uh, debate, discussion? We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I would rather it be a discussion than a debate because debates, I don't know, they're boring. They get people locked in to their opinions. And it's like, like what I hope is that like you soften my opinion of Rogue One. And I'm like, oh yeah, I like that. You know, I like that reading. I like that interaction with it. And hopefully I get, you know, similar to you. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to go be like, oh, The Last Jedi is the best movie ever. But like, I appreciate the way that you interact with it. And I, you know, I do like that. So uh, that's sort of the long and short of it. But yeah, I would say like, while yeah, Last Jedi may be your least favorite, Rogue One is by no means my least favorite. I just, it, it like does a thing that to me is like, more offensive than any of the other Disney Star Wars movies, but it's like, I also understand that that's kind of a personal nitpick, but you know, I wanted to talk about it and see how you feel about it. And yeah, you know, that's, that's my, that's my point. That's a good point to bring up. So I did title this debating Star Wars Rogue One versus The Last Jedi. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, you got to use a clickbait title. Like, I'm 100% on board with the title saying debate. When I make the thumbnail, I'm definitely going to use the little, like, versus graphic that people use. Oh, I'm yeah. Put the- I'll <laughs> make an angry face that you can screenshot. I'm down. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but I agree with you. I think it's important to realize these are movies uh, that uh, Star Wars, for some reason, is so hotly debated now that it doesn't really have to be. And then I, unlike some people, will never complain. Uh, well, I sometimes think I point out objective flaws and things, but I don't think for the most part that I am right. You know, like I'm when I say the sky is blue, I don't think that, you know, that's an objective statement. When I say this thing doesn't work for me, I'm just saying this thing doesn't work for me. That being said, Disney Star Wars has suffered an identity crisis in it since they've started making movies. Um, I, I have a rough idea where I'm going with this, but let, hear me out. I really think Rogue One is the best of what they can be. It is what I didn't know that I wanted from a Disney Star Wars movie. So when Disney, this all brings, we're all going back to the, 10 years ago. They acquired Lucasfilm. So, of course, what run, run, runs through your mind, Alex? What ran through my mind? Episode 7. We're going to get Episode 7. I never thought, and they know, oh, by the way, we're going to do this spinoff film about these group of rebels and explaining the backstory of the Death Star plans. And a lot of people complain. I'm going to nip something right in the bud right now. Why do we need to know? That how the Death Star plans. <laughs> Why it's a flaw? Can it just be a flaw? It, it, well, sure, yeah, it can. 
do we need to see Anakin Skywalker become Darth Vader? Can't he just be big, scary, bad guy? There's a story there to tell. It takes somebody creative. No movie needs to be made. It takes somebody to creative. Why does a Pirates of the Caribbean movie need to exist? I understand it's to make money, but it takes somebody creative to take that and be like, there's a story to tell here. And what Disney Star Wars was able to do with Rogue One uh, is take something that, yeah, fan service has all the all the aesthetics of do you remember Boba Fett? Not literally Boba Fett, but that meme that we, you know, do you remember yeah. the people from, you know, the, the first couple films? It takes all of that and it gives that a purpose. It gives you, it, it also expands the lore, I would argue, in ways that The Last Jedi fails to. It, it takes that, expands the lore, and... I just I have so much to say more about why this movie is great, and I have more to say about why the Last Jedi is bad. But I guess I decided to start with Rogue One. Is there, or we could just this may be my okay. opening statement. If you would like to elaborate more on your opening statement, you take that yeah. however you want to go. I, it's like it's one, funny. I, I'm like Last Jedi. I'm like the the polar opposite of that. But like I'm interested to see how like how you interact with it because it's like for for me. You know, uh, like I we, I watched, you referenced the video, you know, flaw, Rogue One, a flawed masterpiece. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, like there was some stuff in there that I was like, eh, I don't know, but also fine. Uh, I'm not here to, well, I am here to dull some people's spark, sparkles, but uh, I don't want to dull everyone's sparkle. So <clears throat> the, uh, so like Rogue One for me is like something cool that's like fast moving and exciting but I'm over here on the side, and I'm like, oh, man, you're getting really close to, like, crashing into this thing I like. Slow down. And they keep going faster. And then so, I'm like, and ultimately, it crashes into that thing I like that damages it in such a way. That's like, it's not broken. It's not destroyed. But it's, like, scuffed up. It's, like, dented. And I'm like, did we really need to, to do this? Did we need to go so fast and just be focused on being cool at the cost of, like, damaging this thing I like? Like so, like so directly, and whereas the Last Jedi, uh, I like the reason I brought up the Jenny Nichols or not Jenny Nichols, whatever that the flawed masterpiece thing is like. The Lady Last Knight Jedi, definitely, yeah, Lady that's Brave right, Knight Lady Knight, something? yeah, Lady Brave Knight, yes, thank you. The Last Jedi for me has a lot of flaws, like and we'll talk about them, and they are there, and, but I still really like what that movie is trying to say. Like the reason that movie exists. Aside from again being part of this like this corporate IP, you know, Star Wars is now 100% a product. You know, it's part of the Disney brand, so they're gonna make these forever. You know, so like they're going to make movies. But the Last Jedi for me had something to say about Star Wars, whereas Rogue One did like it. Ha like it has interesting things to say. Like don't get me wrong about the world, politics, all sorts of stuff. But it didn't have anything interesting to say about Star Wars. And, like, it, all of its coolness, all of its fun comes at the cost of weakening what I feel like should be the one text that, like, we don't even try to fix what people consider plot holes in it. Like, we just leave it alone because it's the one that started it all. But, again, we'll get into the nuances of this. And so uh, that's essentially my point. So if I may start to kind of cross-examine a little bit, I yeah. don't know how you can say 
Rogue One gets too close to something and it crashes into it when The Last mm. Jedi literally character assassinates Luke Skywalker. It ruins Luke Skywalker. It kind of ruins the impact of Han's death. It ruins characters from the first two movies, or for, sorry, from the, the Force Awakens. It takes a bunch of things that we know, brings them into, like, brings existing things that we know into this new story when it didn't need to, where Rogue One needed to, and then it kind of ruins them. Uh, okay. Like, I, I really think last year, or last Jedi ruined Luke Skywalker, and I my argument with with uh, Rogue One. We're talking a, a little bit about what part of a great idea. I, I love so much of the ideas in the Last Jedi. Part of it is execution. Mm. I don't really oh, love yeah. it. I don't really love the concept for Rogue One. If Sam's like Sam, or if somebody's like Sam, what do you want to see? Do you want to see this story, the story of the Last Jedi, the story of Rogue One? I'd probably pick the story of the Last Jedi. It's about execution, though. I really think Rogue One could have even been better. I don't know if you remember that first teaser trailer. Well, you just watched, yeah, the, you know the. No, no yeah, I I also agree. I am more like I very I would be very interested to see the other version of this movie because I I do think that there's a version of this movie that while again like at its core i think i just have a philosophical disagreement with like the need to explain why the death star easily explodes like that's like that's for me like we can get into that but like i'm really not here to be like the fact that it's explained is bad like for me it weakens a new hope and we can get into that but at the same time i do think there's a version of this movie that avoids like what i call like the crashing directly into a new hope and like doesn't leave it as scuffed and dinged up and damaged you how know Rogue, just i'll just ask how is the new hope damaged by this uh, I, I guess well, you don't like, like princess leia be being seen leaving by darth yeah you don't it like just that. like i like i watched the i watched all of rogue one and then went right into a new hope and i was like yeah this whole intro just sucks now it just how it's, that's a bit can you back up that statement a little bit yeah how does it suck well, okay, so, like, one, we have the one that's been pointed out with, like, Leia, like, being like, no, I'm on a diplomatic mission. It's like, bitch, you're a drunk 16-year-old that just got caught. Like, and again, it's 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 the thing that, like, A New Hope started this. Like, I feel like, if anything, we should be trying to avoid that one, even though Lucas has already damaged that one himself. So, like, Disney didn't start this. Uh, you know, I grant that completely. But it just, in my mind, it's like, okay, if we're gonna talk about, like, things existing in canon and when they happen like the way that it makes the most sense to me is not what happened what order they take place in universe because like that's cheating for lack of a better term like but what order did they come out in our world and like if we're really going to try to go back to basics like a new hope is where we should start that conversation and then work our way through from there at least in my mind if we're trying to construct like things like the rules of the force all these other things, like what are their character traits, all that stuff. Like A New Hope starts them, other movies expand on them. All that, So that's sort of my idea. And then also Vader says to another subordinate, he's like, oh, capturing her is or killing her would be dangerous. The Senate will do all this stuff. And he's like, I have traced her, like the rebel spies, back to her. And it's like, no, you didn't, Vader. You saw her run away with the plants. Like, quit acting like you're uh, right. But like, all I'm saying is, it's like the fact that Rogue One because Rogue One exists, I have these thoughts, is enough of a reason to stop Rogue One short. You know what I mean? To for to Leia to never show up, for just ships to fly off, and we're like, okay, maybe one of those sent the plans to Leia. Like, they should leave stuff to headcanon and not so much explicitly make it text that now I'm sitting here watching the movie that started it all, being like, oh, well, now this is dumb because of this other movie that felt it needed to exist. You know, right. do you see what I mean? 
yeah, but you, you're you're forcing my hand here, and I wasn't going to play this Trump card. I'm going to play this Trump card now. So oh, Rogue One came out in December of 2016. Okay. Two things happened in the end of 2016 that I think are very important that make that last bit with Leia absolutely necessary. Maybe you couldn't... Okay, maybe... Just stick with me here. I'm not, I'm not going to get into semantics for a second. Maybe you could have not shown her physically leave. You still could have had the scene if she wasn't... Whatever. But the inclusion of Leia, I think, is so important because... They, there's no way they could have planned this, but I, I don't want to spell it out, but it's in it's in the video. You know, uh, I think it was very important to show a bit of hope. Be, what is yeah. it they sent us? Hope. And then, and a lot of people felt very, you know, sad for oh. reasons in yeah. December of 2016. Uh, yeah. And there's something sure. very poetic about living to, and this does this better than The Last Jedi. Not winning the war, but a small victory that eventually leads to success. Maybe you don't right. even see that see this small victory play out. Maybe you die like Jen Erso did, and right. you. But it's it's about the small, and that's what Les Jedi tries to do. Oh, we have everything we need right here. You know the rebellion. I'm like you've lost. Whereas Rogue One, <laughs> they are able to balance that beam of they've lost, but also what is it they've sent us hope. So that's the first part of that. December 2016 was right after November 2016. So metatextually, it was it was necessary to include that. I think. Secondly, Carrie Fisher sure. died. Carrie Fisher died in the oh, half, yeah. second half of uh, December 2016 uh, mm -hmm. after the movie came out, but while it was still in theaters. So there are a right. lot of people that felt strongly about this franchise, that this was uh, a way to include her that didn't feel, I don't know, I'm sorry, I didn't like her in Last Jedi. I hate, and it felt almost dis disrespectful parts of Last Jedi, the way they handled Leia's character. And R Rise of Skywalker is a joke. So like, this movie was a one like last chance to honor Princess Leia oh, yeah. metatextually as well. And I think they did that perfectly with all, it, the, the thing that I mentioned earlier, but also having her of all people say, what is they've sent us hope end of the movie. I would not trade that whatever it may be like, you know, I don't maybe like how they got to that point. I would not trade that, that ending for just That's a, okay. I know, jumping like, off into the subset. Yeah, sunset. Like, I mean, I, I get that. Or even, I mean, I just, like that, like you could still have her say it's hope, but not have it like have it be like where I we saw Vader see her ship run away. You know I what guess. I mean? Like there's there's a bunch of ways where it doesn't like you can still get to what you want, where it the it doesn't damage a new hope in the same way. But like my pushback on that is you know like a new Star Wars a new hope if human beings like continue to like refine how they understand this whole saga and like are slightly more removed from like the muck we're in right now where Disney has control and is making properties all the time, you know, but like if you, like for me at least, and, and again, you can push back on this because this is just sort of how I feel about the whole thing. Like A New Hope is a movie that just slaps. It is so well constructed. The characters, like we meet them quickly and they're, they're characterized super well. Like the reason that it was like nice to see Leia in Rogue Run was because of how well she's portrayed in A New Hope. And like, so all of that stuff. So it's, and like, there's so much going on in A New Hope and it's still like tight and compact and well edited and exciting. And it's like a kid's story. It's got like, it's got these like deep, like themes that can be like taken out of it. But at the same time, it's punchy and it's moving and it's fun and it's for kids. It's just exciting. So like my pushback on that, while I do think it's important and I'm glad that people got a hopeful message at that time, especially like in, a hundred years and 200 years, 300 years, like a new hope is still going to be talked about. Like it is that good. But for me, 
Rogue One isn't. Hmm. Hmm. Like it, and like in doing some of what it does, it kind of weakens a new hope in certain ways, which we could get into if we want to just stick with Rogue One. I'm fine talking about that. Uh, yeah, I started to lean heavily on Rogue One, so just because I feel okay. a lot more yeah. passionately about it. But also, I'd really love to give a shout out to Random Rick Reviews, who's been commenting on this. But I have to disagree. Because Random he, he Rick. Had the, the following comment after he commented the one on screen, mm. uh, which says, Last Jedi, we are killing Star Wars. Enjoy eating this crap. Saga, the only thing worth watching, I guess, is the Mandalorian. I'm going to push back. Mandalorian <laughs> sucks, bro. I'm sorry. Mandalorian <laughs> sucks. Boba Fett sucks. Uh... Obi-Wan sucks. <laughs> Rogue One is a billion times better than The Mandalorian. I'm so fucking sorry, but that's a terrible comment. So, but thank you yeah. so much for watching the video. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for real. So, I'm glad you're here. I, I, it's been so long since I've watched Mandalorian, but I don't remember being this animated about not liking it. So, it, it's like such go a ahead, wild. watch Mandalorian. Like, watch. Okay, for him, like one of my things is like honestly, like let's just all decide for ourselves what our own canon is. Like we can argue with each other. That's fine. I'm exciting. But let's like just take the power away from Disney and be like, no, 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 you can keep making these expensive movies, but like we're going to decide for ourselves what counts as canon, you know, like, so I, you know, like let's not pretend that just because they own the rights currently that they are the arbiters of like, what is a star Wars, you know, like, yeah, fuck them. It's Disney. They're a corporation. Fuck them. So no, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Um, I have a, I, I, my, my, my mind is racing because I have all these various thoughts on. Uh, oh, yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, let's, the, let's go. I'm trying I'm to excited. think of an, an action sequence in The Last Jedi that's as exciting as the escape from Jeddah. They escape from a planet as it's being destroyed oh. by the Death Star. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, I, that's I cool don't tell. Again, I don't disagree with this. Like, I, like, I honestly think, I mean, I had a lot of fun rewatching The Last Jedi this time. Because of like what I was like trying to see if the lens that I had in my head, like if I read it that way, if it works. And there was some stuff that because it's been a while since I've seen it, I'm like, my opinion, like how much it made me upset had softened a little bit. You know what I mean? And also I was zoned out at when we were at Canto Bright. So like I wasn't getting upset. I was like writing notes about other parts of the movie. So, you know, if, if I was forced to watch the Canto Bright sequence, I'm like, but it's like I had fun watching it. But I still think. That like Rogue One is a more fun time to watch than The Last Jedi. And I do think that's also important and valid. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not even here to really say that the last that the Rogue One is a better movie than The Last Jedi, but for me personally, how I'm interacting with Star Wars, like Rogue One does in a way the most to ruin what I think should be the one that we should touch the least of the Ridge Tridge. What do you mean? And like, therefore, I mean, the weakest. The of character. The, of, well, the character mm -hmm. of Luke Skywalker is like from all of the original trilogy, and he's completely destroyed. He tries to kill his nephew in the last. Yeah. Drive. See, so, I, so just, yeah. I don't. I like. I, I, I disagree with this. I, I understand being upset about how Luke is characterized in the Last Jedi because, like, we have emotional attachment to characters. You know, you saw me when I was when what happened with Thor: Love and Thunder. I was distraught, but I, I am going to push back on this a little bit because like the movie has something to say and something to examine and it chooses to examine it through Luke. And like, you may disagree, but like, I, I don't, I, I don't think it's character assassination. I want to do, like, I don't think it reaches it that reaches that level. I want to do a movie about how, uh, 
uh, sexism and racism is really bad. The only movie I am going to direct is a Star Wars movie. So therefore, I'm going to make the main character of my Star Wars movie a racist sexist because I want to do a story about how racism and sexism is bad. That's, how is, that's, that's how the is Luke racist or sexist? He's not. I'm just creating such an extreme... Oh, okay. okay. Right. Yeah, no, you're fine. Do you see but, what I'm doing? I'm trying to do though. Yeah, like but, I want to tell a story, so I'm going to shoehorn it into where it okay. shouldn't be. Ugh, we're gonna. I mean, I, I don't know if we're saving Last Jedi for later. Or I'm kind of. I felt like I was kind of going to try and jump yeah. a little. No, bit that's fine too. because okay. So for me, like, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna set some backstory, right? So okay. it's we'll go back to where you started. It's 2000, whatever. It's 10 years ago. Disney October 30th, 2012. Yeah, it's October 30th, 2012. Disney's bought Star Wars. And, like, the state of Star Wars at that point is we have the Ridge Tridge, which George Lucas has already fucked with, but, like, we're fine. We hate that he fucked with it. But, you know, we have fans trying to create the, the like, the, whatever, the unedited cut, the unspecial effects cut, like, the, the, the original theatrical cut. We have fans trying to put that together. And we have... The prequels, which everyone, I think, at, at that point agrees are bad. Just very bad. Except like, for a and, couple of scenes in episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sure. There's like, there's some stuff. But I think, you know, I think that people have been mostly talking bad. about it enough. Yeah. But mostly bad. And like, like, and in a way to where they're trying to separate them from the Ridge Tridge. They're like trying to be like, no, that's not, that's like a weird story of how it happened. I don't consider those like fully canon, you know, like. That conversation's going on. And so if you're a giant corporation that wants the broad strokes but doesn't want to, like, really understand what these fans are saying because you don't care about them, you just want to make sure that they will still spend money on Star Wars now that you've spent $4 billion with it. Like, what, like if if you were, like, studio notes with an exec who's like, I need, I need elevator pitch for why the fans hate the prequels and what they like about the Rich Tridge. And I think you get what J.J. Abrams ends up trying to do with The Force Awakens, which is, like, practical effects, go back to the basics, stay the hell away from politics, you know, and don't reference yeah. the prequels at all. So Fast as hell story, kind of like New yeah, Hope a little bit. Like, like, just, yeah, make it fun, make it like the other ones. They need The, the rebels need to be losing. The, the, the bad empire, they need to be winning. It needs to be an Space underdog cannon. fight. Yeah, it needs to be all of this crazy stuff. Yeah, and it's like, Nobody took the time to really dive in to like the actual thing that was happening in, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and like see, okay, what would logically make sense here? Because again, like Star Wars is a product before it is a story. And that's the unfortunate truth of like how it gets interacted with. I wish it was the opposite. And I agree with pretty much everyone who like, I want the writing to be better in Star Wars. I'm like, yes, all day. But I dis I, I disagree on sometimes what they consider bad writing or like is a plot hole or breaks it. And so that's where it's fun to debate with your friends. But so this is the thing. So the JJ Abrams comes in and he makes a movie that is uh, like I think fair like sometimes unfairly overly compared to a new hope. Like it does do some stuff different. But I also think it's fair enough uh it, it's basically a new hope again yeah um, so and at the end of that movie we have so we have we have the new villains who are immediately established as both the underdogs in the universe and more powerful than the empire's ever been this, so much, this is happening so in much potential Awakens. is with the unit if the if the trilogy yeah. what if they did the like just did the not the exactly the prequels but they could have they could have done so much with the first order by have them oh, yeah. grow into be the dominant force in the galaxy by the end of the movie or something you know yeah I'm, I'm i'm still here for all of the fan remakes of the disney era i sure. like 
Yeah. Like all of them are going to be better than what we got. What I'm trying to argue about is like to get to like why the last Jedi I think is the way it is, right? So like, okay. and this okay. again, this is just like taking the facts on the ground as best as I can understand them. You know, okay. bringing both in like textual analysis and real world analysis. So right, so we got JJ who is doing a New Hope again, right? We're jumping in, but like we can't. We're not jumping in media res like we were with a New Hope, where the Empire is established and now it's like, oh, we're exciting. It's like, well, we know that they lost, so like we're we're confused. Anybody who even is vaguely aware of the original trilogy is confused. Like, wait, what is this power dynamic? You know, right. and but at the same time, JJ doesn't care. And he also doesn't care about the rules of space. We learned this when he made a Star Trek movie that was really fun, but also like space travel was instantaneous, I guess. He, like he just doesn't care. Like it, it just it's not in his frame of like things that he's going to care about, you know. So planets being close together, that's a JJ thing all day, you know. It's just like he does he doesn't care. And so I'm you know being realistic, but so anyway, he gets to the end of that movie, and. Um, he blows up the new Death Star, which I think is honestly, I think if that hadn't happened, if the if the if the, like the Resistance had lost the A New Hope trench run, and then we go to the next movie, no one would be upset about The Force Awakens as a movie, like it playing beat for beat like A New Hope, but like oh, guess what? We didn't win this time, yeah. And now like it's more established that like oh shit, this thing rose There's up. The states, and, yeah, yeah. Like I would like that for me. That's where the movie went wrong. Was like beating this giant, this mega Death Star, and also calling attention to that it's a mega Death Star. Like just, like just, I, I, we get it, movie. Like so I, bigger. Yeah. There's always yeah. a way to blow it up. I know. Like that whole scene. I'm like, is this the writers' room? Am I just getting like transcribed notes from yeah, the writers' like, room? We have it's to so address weird. it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, that's what they're. It was like the most obvious chance of like, all right, yeah. shut up about it. But so at the same time, whether on purpose or by accident, Han Solo says a line that is important. So like he picks up the Millennium Falcon and Ray is set up to be like on the outskirts of the world. So like the the like sometimes I hear people talk about like the fact that Ray thinks of the Jedi and all this stuff as a myth, like that doesn't make sense. It's only been 30 years. And it's like, well, it's it, it I like I don't think it's too far a stretch to imagine like a poor person living in a war-torn remote village of like Afghanistan or something not really having any idea what the Vietnam War was about, you know? Yeah. Like sure. like like again it's like a world thing, but that's why it's like myth to her cuz I'm her like and she's also like an outside we see her being an outsider in that community as well. Like she's not like friends with people, so she's not reading I, the paper every day yeah. or watching documentaries. Yeah, well they they don't have written language really in star wars except for the sacred jedi text which was weird no, so know, it's like i i think we we discussed this in Ob during yeah. our obi-wan coverage they have i'm pretty sure they have horror, horror crawl like they have they have files oh yeah they did they did in the prequels but i'm talking about like uh right. like what we see in like the original trilogy i think it's like just like projected images like they're all just like movies and audio you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I I, they I, have, like they have a written language. I'm, I'm fairly sure, like, but it's just not know. on paper. It's just like all on like a USB drive. Oh yeah, that's probably right. Maybe yeah. that's what I why I'm thinking that way. Because I was like sort of the, thinking the about screen, like a, there's screens in the yeah. The you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, that's fair. They, I mean, they do, but so they don't have like newspapers. I guess they have that like, news broadcasts, and like those probably aren't reaching Jakku. 
Jack Coop. What's funny line in, in in Last Jedi? Most of the comedy in the Last Jedi does not work, by the way. But most, but one funny line is, "I'm from nowhere," and Luke Skywalker tries yeah. to be, "No one's from nowhere. I'm from Jakku." Okay, that is kind of nowhere. Yeah, like, and also that reinforces that she, like, all of this stuff is like it's like a game of telephone. By the time it makes it to her planet, you know, and also like I don't think it's a like a plot hole or bad that like on a planet that is probably that seems to be occupied by like scavengers and like thr- grifty people and smugglers where like Han Solo on that planet is a famous smuggler, not yeah. a resistance hero. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the story that Han Solo probably got talked about more often on Jakku as, Oh, that other smuggler. And we stole this stuff from him, you know, and I worked with him. And so oh, for like a kid, right. That she, he's a famous smuggler. Oh, if you're but, a famous smuggler, you're not really doing your job. Right. Right, I know, but you're also she's like, and I, I'm not writing the movie for them. I'm just saying there's enough information to like make these assumptions for yourself without you know bad faith critiquing. No, every... I, I I think the force the force awakens is better than uh, Last Jedi for sure. Okay, fair enough, but um, but so Han like so she gets on board. She she's like I thought the Jedi were a myth, and then so Han I don't remember if I wrote it down. I was trying to look around for it. My notes are long and they're also all over the place. So, but Han says his thing where he's like, you know, I used to think that way. I thought it was a bunch of crazy mumbo jumbo, you know, but then, you know, the crazy thing is it's all true. All of it, the dark, the light, all of it. And like that for me is like, maybe, okay, maybe we just need to reestablish that the force exists and like for a new generation. And maybe we also want Han Solo to say it in a way that is way more like the original Tridge than the prequels. You know, I think all of that's there. But I think if like that is like that that idea of Han Solo re-talking about this balance of like light and dark and this myth, this like mystical thing, and Ray being like super hyped about it, is the idea that like Ryan Johnson, when he was left with almost nothing to do because the the first order like sort of textually seems to get mostly wiped out at the end of uh, The Force Awakens is like, oh, that's an interesting thing. Like, I can make a movie that examines the legacy of both, like, the, the Sith and the Jedi and what we know about them in in the universe and also have it be, like, a meditation on, like, how the fans and like different people have reacted to Star Wars over the years. And I can use that as my, my, like, my, like, okay, this is the idea that's informing how I'm going to write this movie. And mm-hmm. I think, and, and it's like, from there we get, oh, like a lot of this stuff makes more sense to me. It doesn't all work. Like, I don't, I'm not here to say that like, oh, this magically makes yeah, a perfect, have, flawless yeah. movie. Okay, go ahead. Oh, it's just the, the the beginning of the opening crawl rejects your premise. It says the first order reigns. They have not lost that, so they're you're no. Not, I know they're, they're not doing the remnants of anything. I'm 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 not saying that. Uh, what what I'm saying is like when the Force Awakens ends, like. Okay, how do, how do I want to say this? This movie just to bolster my bolster my point a little bit. This movie simultaneously is right after Episode Seven, but somehow yeah. all the time has passed, and the First Order has consolidated consolidated control over the galaxy. It says that in the opening crawl, but they should no, no, have, I know they should be at their weakest. Which it would be so again very interesting to have a actual underdog guerrilla enemy force. They were right. they don't think that's interesting at all. As as interesting as we well. No, for sure. And I and, and again, I do think it is I do think it's a good critique of the movie. 
to say like, hey, wh- why are we why are we still following the beats of the original Trich? And for me, yeah. that that still stems from that original idea of like Disney's like make the original Trich again, but different, same but different, but right. same but different. And, so, and, and yeah, like that movie like was had to already have been in production by the time that everyone really was reacting to the force awakens sure so like so like like for me it's like okay i have this interesting idea uh, where i'm gonna make like a big expensive disney movie and i have this idea about examining like the full legacy of the jedi like not just doing like this thing but also like what the notes that i have from the studio are like okay so now it should be the darkest chapter because that's what everyone says online when you Google the Empire Strikes Back. So the wow. that's lost, you know, but do it differently than Empire Strikes Back, but do it kind of the same. So it's like, okay, I need to, unfortunately, because of time and, you know, I'm making a two-hour movie, we need to, like, we need to re- set up world building real fast. And I do think it's weak. I do think it's, like, a cop-out and we should have found better ways to do it. But just jumping into being, like, <coughs> all right, you know, uh, even though JJ blew up the Star Killer base, like Snoke's still all powerful, so he's got a fleet, and they they were they were they notified somehow that this instant we're gonna blow up the Republic, so they're all gonna hyperspace everywhere, and it doesn't you know it's just it they they're now in control, and so the universe is instantly under the thumb. I think it's dumb. I wish it had been done better, but like again, it's like it's it's like missing what the movie is trying to do for what. Like, I mean, even I would agree, I would have, I would rather it be like a better written, like not universe lore breaking story, but I also don't want to hold that against the movie too much, but it is like it, it is kind of. Yeah. I, Rogue One has a lot of character study elements too, but we'll get into that. It does. It it does a bunch of interesting character studies for people who were born right as that movie began and died right as it ended. Whereas like The Last Jedi is interrogating the character of the Jedi. And I like that a whole lot. Rogue One in, uh, examines the morality of the Rebellion and ultimately oh, the character that in is, Rogue One is, turned their back on the Rebellion and the Empire because they choose to do what's right. And sometimes doing what's right is not picking a side, it's doing what's right and unpopular. And they yeah. lead by example, and I think it handles the morally gray aspects of the good guys better than the last Jedi. Honestly, I am in total agreement. But like, also, like, uh, thanks for like joining that's... us, guys. Next week, you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I mean, if you want to cut me off, that's fine. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I was being I silly. No, you're all right. I, I know. I was, I was playing. I was goofing with along with it. But so, yeah. No, that's 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 totally fine. But. All right, I'm trying to figure out where exactly we were and what Last I'm Jedi, trying to talk about. Uh, Last Jedi of Luke okay. Skywalker, the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. So that's it that's the thing. Takes. So like, well, yeah, I, I I agree. It it does kind of need politics, but I also disagree. It doesn't because it's I don't know that 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 part's still swirling around in my head a little bit because on the one hand, like the the First Order not having an actual ideology, I think is very interesting when trying to examine them as like a parallel for fascism and it just being about strength and violence like i think that's interesting but at the same time if like if like star wars is a concrete universe that exists you know that we're like looking through a portal at to see in these different movies then yeah they it would it's i bump against the politics idea but since they're movies 
I have sort of a soft touch to that, like what, you know, what doesn't make sense in like a concrete world version of analysis, which is like just a word I'm using for like, there are consistent continuous rules um, versus like, okay, what is the movie trying to say? What is the movie trying to say on its own merits? What does the movie have to say for itself? You know, I is like, there's like a there's a balance there. There's a dialectic to use another big philosophy term, where we can like I think find more interesting things to say about the movies than just like picking one or the other as like the way to talk about movies or interrogate text or critique them. So like I'm I'm because so much of what a lot of people talk about the Last Jedi is like like concrete world specific type of criticism where the writing doesn't make sense, which like yeah. a lot of it I still agree with. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like the, like these things that happen, and I and I also agree. I, we should be expecting writers to like pay attention to making sure their worlds are consistent more than we are. But at the same time, like even movies that have are poorly written can have interesting things to say about the sure. material they're covering and all of that stuff. And like for me, the Last Jedi has as far as I know from like this, like this most recent rewatch of things that I've watched has the most interesting things to say of any of the Disney um, Star Wars. I still, I just like what I said earlier about uh, rebellions are built on hope and sometimes you die in service of a cause that you will not see through to its end. And yeah, no, no. It's, I, it's like, worth being optimistic even in the face of I, cynicism. I think The Last Jedi is an inherently cynical movie. I'm, I disagree with that, but I'm also not going to say that like, but what the last Jedi is like interrogating is like, or like what it's doing is as like hopeful as the way it's expressed in Rogue One. Like I'm not here to make that argument. I'm I'm saying interesting, in the sense that like that's something that like I wanna I want more people to talk about. I want I want to hear more people's reactions as opposed to just like utter dismissal of it as a concept. But um, but so I don't know. I guess we can get into this. But anyway, so to try to like bring it back into the the line that I had, it's like so we have all this. And the idea that I think, I and I think it's a like you can easily read this into the movie is like it's working on like a few different levels. You have you have Luke Skywalker. Okay, so so Ryan Johnson's making a movie, and the idea that he has for this movie is comes from that Han Solo line. I think about you know bringing the Force and it being about balance, night versus dark, and that like it's all true. The myth and the legend of the Jedi is all true. So like he's dealing with like jedi as fact versus jedi as legend right and so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that like luke in the original trilogy is like jedi as legend whereas uh the jedi council in the prequels is like jedi as fact and these aren't like perfectly consistent but like this is sort of broad strokes what's trying to happen and the and the last jedi is like actually it's like trying to interrogate both of those and like find what works so and the only character that i see that it has to do that type of interrogation is luke skywalker because he's the only like like force user left that like is related to the jedi right so so we want to interrogate this idea and we want to like like really have two ideas sort of go at it but we have one that we prefer which is like jedi being myths and legend is good and like worth believing in but like, we're not just gonna like come out and say that. We're gonna actually like interrogate those concepts in the text of the movie. By showing Luke try to kill his nephew. Right, but so, but, I mean, if you wanna go straight into that, we can go straight into that. So after, um, 
Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. I was like, the Jedi returns? What? And my brain just like blanked. I was, I was like, am I having a stroke? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can. Because uh... I my, my my criticism is that Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, his dad was space Hitler. He had committed genocide on multiple levels. He was a terrible right? person. He still oh, saw yeah. a sliver of good in him. They yep. flipped that entirely. They, he hasn't even lost at this point. Okay. He hasn't even lost at this point. Just to finish my point, he hasn't yeah. even lost at this point. Nothing bad has happened yet. He has won. The galaxy is saved. He is doing a new Jedi Order. He, mm -hmm. the opposite happens. He sees a generally, well, I mean, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they established there are like red flags. He, ha he sees a generally normal kid with in Kylo Ren, and then has a dream that he's going to become evil. He, mm -hmm. uh, he's, it's the opposite of Vader. Bad, good person, sliver of evil. Bad person, sliver of good. The Luke Skywalker that that went after that sliver of good invader would not have killed his nephew because he saw a sliver of bad. And I'm sorry, if you do that in the name, if there was a Christian person killing me, because I would say that's toxic religion, you know, toxic Christianity. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Jedi should, if it's about killing your nephew, maybe you should die. When you interrogate it that way, I'm like, these guys are all terrible. So I don't know if I buy your premise. No, it's okay. I am... Have not even begun to sell it, so okay. I'm glad you go, pushed go. back in the beginning. But I've got a, we've got a lot more pitch to go, boys and girls, <laughs> and NBs. Everybody, gather around. Alex is going to do some galaxy brain shit that also I think is supported by the text of the movies. Galaxy so, brain, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that because that's how that people are going to tear it apart. Okay, it's just saying I'm reading too much into it, which like. Bro, that's half the fun of movies. Like, I get I, it. Sometimes it gets frustrating. But, like, that's half... Like, that... Yeah. What are you talking about? That's so I'm much fun. I'm going to read the hell into Orson Krennic in a couple minutes, too. I'm going to read way too much into that. So oh, you yeah. read into Bro, whatever you want. I, like, honestly, I'm really excited for, like, uh, like your full-on, like, your defense of Rogue One. Like, already what you've done. I'm like, yeah, I like all that stuff. So, okay, good. Yeah, like, I like I'm, I mean, I'm going to push back because, like, that's the framing. But, like, at the same time, like, Alex is, like, childhood who loves Star Wars. He's like, oh, yeah, I like that. Same guy, good point. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the Jedi uh, interrogating yeah, so, the morality. I, and I'm even going to grant you basically everything you said about Luke. But I'm hopefully going to make it good, actually, <clears throat> as opposed to, like, it's a feature, not a bug. So, all right. So, Luke, it's, it's after the return of the Jedi, right? Where everyone's winning. Luke's got his new set of pupils. He's got, you know, his sister's nephew training with him. You know, things are looking good. Things are good. Like, yeah. That's All good. of a sudden, the weight of, like, I think, I think this is what the movie is trying to imply. And I yeah. will grant that it would have been nice to actually see this happen. But I think there's enough evidence. That's the quote. To, yeah. To it would have been nice to actually see this. Yeah. But, but I think there's enough evidence to where, like, my making these inferences is not like a massive leap in logic. Like I think it is okay. supported by the text of the films that exist. So, but again, you know, just, just sit, gather around and come along for this story with me. And if you want to just say that it's good hand cannon, you can also do that, but I think it's supported by the text. So he goes um, out and he's doing this training. And at the same time, like I can imagine that the Luke from the Ridge Tridge is now feeling the weight of like, oh, not only do I have to be good at this, like I have to restart this thing. And unfortunately, in our world, the Ridge Tridge happened before the prequels. So now it's like, 
it's like Luke gets um Luke starts all this stuff and he's you know the big guy the myth the legend the legendary Luke Skywalker and he you know and then at the same time the prequels come out and Luke unfortunately watched them and he was like oh shit uh the Jedi kind of suck like they they they're they're not that effective they're not that good at anything you know they they let all this happen they apparently didn't do anything to stop my dad from becoming corrupt and becoming a genocidal maniac. They just sort of like let it happen. All of that stuff. It's because the prequels are not well-written movies. There's interesting yeah, ideas. Anakin it, became a lone wolf. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like there's, there's a bunch of different interpretations you could take on that. But so Luke has now seen the prequels because we have seen the prequels. And when this movie is coming out, like the legend of like when when this movie's coming out and like even the rise of skywalker the legend of the jedi has been tarnished in our world and i and i think that like glossing over that fact is like a is like a disservice to how we should be in, not should sorry that's the wrong word a way to interact with the last jedi i know i'm i'm trying to be careful with my language because i don't want to make it seem like what i'm saying is the only way to watch this movie because i don't even think that that's like a argument that anyone should make you know but Anyway, so unfortunately, the prequels exist, and the Jedi are a disappointment in them. So Luke is training these kids. He's seeing that, like, okay, so this there's a version of the Jedi Order that became stagnant and ossified, and underneath that, like, this great evil was allowed to like surge. So like, that's a problem. I got to be careful about this. This is a lot of responsibility that's all on me now. Like, this is not necessarily something that, like, it's me and my friends doing, trying to defeat it. It's like, I'm the only one who's been taught anything about being a Jedi, as far as we know in the universe. You know, like, and again, this is ignoring that, like, fucking Baby Yoda exists and Ahsoka's alive and all of these things. Like, this, okay. this movie, like, assumes, as, like, I think we all did, that pretty much Luke is the only one left, other than just Force-sensitive people. Like, there's not really anyone else trained in the universe. Yeah, just side note, The Mandalorian, which, by the way, Random Rick Reviews says is good, kind of ruins a lot of more, a lot more of the uh, the lore of Star Wars. I never thought about that. Yeah, the inclusion right. of Baby Yoda and, and, yeah. and Ahsoka, because and now, they, now Disney understands that we hate Last Jedi, trying to retcon a lot of that kind of breaks it more. Yeah, so, again, but that's the problem. That's why... Like I can like me personally, my brain can only really make sense of it if I think about how they came out in our universe, not the order they took place in the Star Wars universe. Like that that like I just it like it doesn't even make sense to me to be like, oh well now this is established in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So like we can think about it all the way through. And I'm like, if we do that, everything breaks, man. It's just a house of cards. It's like it's like when if you try to read all of like the fifty years of Batman comics and make it make sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So this is the only way that I can even try to like make it like make sense as a thing in my head, but it's, that's fine. So yeah. So again, this is what I'm coming at it with is that what I'm assuming, and I think the movie is also assuming, and most people assumed at the time it was made is that Luke is the only one trained in how, in the ways of the Jedi. I think it's fair to assume that there are force sensitive people throughout the universe, which the last Jedi also assumes, and I like that. I like that it expands the force to everyone, and it's not just about the Skywalker family. I feel like though that was established in Episode One, just to push back. Like I, people, some they, 
people just have different levels of midichlorian counts. And if your midichlorian oh, yeah. count is high, you have the force. And that's no, just I, the thing that happens. I agree. But what, people, what I'm saying is like... credit The Last Jedi is, you know, oh, now anybody can get the force. I'm like, duh. Sorry, not you, but some oh, people. Oh, yeah. No, fair that. enough. Fair enough. That's fine. That, no, that's fine to push back on that. I, I hadn't realized that it was getting like overpraised in The Last yeah. Jedi. I'm just like, I like that it's sort of brought back in as like a thing of like, hey, look at this. You know what I mean? Like, I like it sure. being referenced in The Last Jedi. It's like, yeah, guys, we're, we are democratizing the force in the Disney era. You know, it's not just about this one family necessarily being the best all the time. Right. It, it, it's like it's like my point, which gets utterly undone in The Rise of Skywalker. And I, that's very frustrating. But so it's like, it's like, sorry, I don't need to get off on that tangent. It's, it's we'll just funny, if, if people get mad at us for hating Star Wars, don't worry, guys. Nobody hates Star Wars more than the people who made it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I, that's, that's too much. We're going to be here for like 18 hours. We're going to be yeah. doing like every frame of pause level. Late. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, oh, God. Okay, so anyway, yeah, so that's where we are. And at the same time, Snoke has risen somewhere in the ethers of the galaxy. And he's right. not Palpatine at this point. I also don't want so him to be Palpatine. Is he's so just more interesting when he's not Palpatine. Right, yeah. So he's just, he's just risen, and it also echoes... Like what the movie, what what this movie postulates about the force, which I like. So so the the light has risen. With Luke now being the most powerful, so somewhere in the galaxy, the dark rises in Snoke, right? And right. so Snoke is somehow this like super powerful, potentially ancient being that was awakened by his slumber when the Death Star exploded and Palpy died. I don't know. Again, this is this is full on me writing for them. I'm just making something up. But we do know it's textually established that like by the time Luke is making a Jedi school, Snoke exists in that universe and is like a threat that they are trying to deal with that they talk yeah, about. Aware it's again, it's not really established, yeah. but just for the audience's understanding. I think if they say that Snoke was involved in Kylo's life from a young age. Well, like what I, in his ear yeah, what I'm trying to say is like the force Skype call thing and like establishing that that like, again, it, even if you even if you hate it, like it's it's well established in the movie and it's also well established in the movie that it is a very like intensive on your body and like your energy feet. Like, right. you know, Kylo tells Ray that the like you're not doing this. It would kill you, you know, to get us to be able to see each other for this force Skype call. Right. So, like, we know that Snoke is, like, super powerful and can, like, I guess in some way get into people's minds from a vast distance away. Like, we know that he can do this. Sure. So, what I, like, my, what I think the movie doesn't explain, and the and it, the reason it doesn't explain it, I think, is a, or, well, the fact the movie doesn't explain it is a feature, not a bug, is that what I, what I read now going through it is, so, Luke uh, senses been flirting with the dark side being confused he doesn't know which way to go you know light dark like am i you know and i can you can even read this as like ben is having okay so it rhymes in a lot of ways so like ben, uh, ben solo is like a kid who's like i how what am i supposed to do being a part of the skywalker family like how do i live up to these legends okay. right like he has parents he knows his parents and he's still questioning his own identity 
And then Ray has no parents, comes from nowhere, and is questioning her identity. Both these people need to figure out who they are, like on their own, and they're coming at it from opposite angles. Yeah, and at the same time, down by their father figures. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, e like either way, they're yeah, both let down. All of these things, but um, and so Luke, at the same time in the in the past, is like this force of good and probably feeling the weight of it. And maybe even if you want, he's feeling the weight of it because Snoke is like planting tiny ideas in his mind as well. Just like, just like touching that fear circuit of like, I, I you, like can't, that idea. you can't actually do this. No, like no, this idea, this is me 100%. jumping a bit more. Right, right. It's not 100%, man. There is enough evidence in the text to support this. I promise. The Luke thing? The Luke thing? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm not familiar with that part of the text, but I, I, yeah. I get the, no, the okay. solo being whispered yeah. in, in his ear by Snoke. Yeah. I don't, don't, I don't know if I buy your jump that Snoke was whispering in Luke's ear. I, I'm, I'm just saying it's not a very big jump when we've established that he can do this stuff from far away and that like he's, he, he's also manipulating both Ray and Kylo's emotions in their Skype call. Like that is textually said. Like yeah, he's like, I, I manipulated his conflict. So it's like, I don't think it's too big of a leap to assume that he was also trying to subtly do that with Luke to like make him afraid of his position, to like play on that voice inside his head. And it also mm -hmm. makes sense why Luke cut himself off from the force when he goes to the island, because like he needed that darkness out of like, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to all these things. Okay, okay. But so, but so this is going on. And then, so we get... All of that, we get Luke sensing the darkness growing in Kylo, which, like, I think is a legitimate Kylo, or well, not Ben Solo, is conflicted about who he is, and right. like in that conflict, latching onto Vader as the figure who could tell me who I am. You know what I mean? Because like, my parents are fighting; they're getting divorced. I don't like them. You know, my uncle. You know, he's he's the guy that's immediately here, so I'm not going to listen to him because I'm a teenager at this point. You know, whatever. I like again, reaching a little bit, but I, you know, we've been there. We've been well, teenagers. Yeah. yeah. So. He's like, well, my grandfather, he was powerful. Nobody, you know, abandoned him. Like, he fucked people up. So, like, he's, he's like, entertaining these ideas while he's training with Luke. And Snoke's like, I got this bitch. And he starts, like, you know, pushing that maybe, force yeah, button from far this, away. Yeah. yeah. And so Luke is starting to sense this grow in, grow in him. And he's also, I'm going to argue, being, like, having his fear circuit stimulated. And so he goes to confront Kylo. And we get the story three different times. And, I, and we don't know if, which one of them is actually true. We have Luke say one is true, but I, <clears throat> I think we can still... Can uh, in give. the stories. Uh, I, right, I, so, I always assume there's a baseline, just to make my understanding clear, yeah. I always assume there's a baseline. We know for a fact Ben Solo did nothing except Luke had a bad dream, and then he tried to fucking kill him. I, I, okay, I yeah. think it was oh. ambiguous. No, I mean, it, it starts ambiguous and then it gets like slightly solidified in the third one, which is like That's a combination happens, of the right? first two. Yeah, well, but so I'm like, do you want to hear the, the three no, stories that I'm happen sorry. in order? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm just curious about how we wanted to interact with this beat. So like the first one we get is from Luke, which is a lie that um, okay. he, you know, it sensed it growing in him. He went to confront him. And then when he came there, Kylo was already turned. And he crushed the building on top of me. And then we get Kylo's version where Luke comes and Kylo wakes up and Luke is like angrily and evilly holding a lightsaber over him, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. then Kylo crushes the building. And then mm -hmm. the third version we get from Luke, um, like he, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, all I felt was shame. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. for a second I could do it. Yeah, I sensed the darkness growing in Ben. 
Um, and then Luke goes and like force reads his mind and he sees the darkness inside him. And I, again, like I'm blaming Snoke for not all of it, but part of it, like that he's manipulating this situation because he okay. also manipulates the situation with Kylo and Ray. Like, I think yeah, that's, I think that's who does do yeah, that. Right. And so for a brief moment, the fear gets to him. And I say, and it's because he is a like all caps Jedi because he, he has to be this thing that doesn't allow the darkness to rise again. Like he has given himself the standards of, I can't allow another Vader to come again, right? And so he knows he's responsible for not just himself, but also his friends for bringing back this ancient religion, for training all these new Jedi. And, you know, for all this, and for a brief moment, he just panics and he sparked, and he says, he says in the movie, and for the briefest moment of pure instinct, I thought I could stop it. And he sparks his lightsaber and then he says, it passed like a fleeting shadow. And all I and all and I was left with shame. And then Kylo wakes up, and then he says, "And with consequence." And the last thing I saw were the eyes of a frightened boy whose master had failed him. And so it's like it just goes back to like Obi Wan failing Anakin, Obi Wan failing Luke, and like not fully explaining who his father was, and like that being a point of conflict. So it's like it's like we're using the thematic beats uh, that were established in Star Wars and saying Luke for like. Luke, the most optimistic guy in the world, let the pressure get to his head. And for a brief second, he panicked and he made the worst mistake of his life. A mistake that he himself doesn't want to forgive himself for. Because not only was it just a student, it was his nephew. It was his sister's son. It was his best friend's son. And he now ran away and he killed, potentially killed or corrupted all the other Padawans there. And he went to the evil in the universe. And now he's like, I've done it. I did the same thing that the Jedi that were established in the prequels right. did. My right. best intentions got the best of me. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And so I can also see him originally being like, I just got to, I got to go. I got to recoup, you know, like I can't face Leia. I can't even talk to her. I can't talk to Han. You know, I almost killed their son, you know? And so he's somewhat spiraling. So he goes to the ancient Jedi temple or whatever. Months yeah, and then, right. Yeah. And then, and at the same time, he also cuts himself off from the force. So I think the first time since he discovered it, right? And they also talk about in this movie that like Ray, when she's learning about the force, she reaches out and he's, she's like, I feel all these things. He goes, what about in between them? What do you feel? And she's like, a balance, you know, light and dark, you know, okay. like the force. So like, there is a like ephemeral, almost like physical sensation that comes with being connected to the force. And so, what I'm saying is, like, Luke maybe even suspects that uh, Snoke was pushing his fear circuit. So he cuts himself off as, like, I need to get my head around what happened and recoup. And I need to be away from everyone because I did this horrible thing that I can't forgive myself for because I'm supposed to be Luke Skywalker, damn it. I'm supposed to be Luke Skywalker. I saved my father. Why couldn't I save my nephew? You know what I mean? So yeah. he cuts himself off. And then also, like, not to get too much into my own personal under COVID and all that stuff, struggling and stuff. It's like, like I can imagine being cut off from that feeling and then only having the guilt in his head. There's just that like recurring voice while he's hermit on the island of like, yeah, man, you fucked up, you know? And like, he's not dealing with that voice. He's trying to ignore it. Yeah. Like, he's not dealing with his trauma healthily. He's dealing with it by self-isolating. And that, that like, that like cyclical brain just telling you you're a piece of shit starts going on and on and on. So no longer is he there to potentially like cool off he's now there just to die to be like yeah 
anytime the Jedi try to show up, the darkness rises again. The world will balance itself out because that's what the Force actually is. It's the balance. It's the in-between. So, like, the Jedi trying to claim that they're going to save the world, that's vanity because he's also mad at himself. And he's like, we just need to go away and we need to not be in touch. We need to not have this, like, ossified, stagnant structure that is the Jedi of the prequels exist in the world. And the movie disagrees. But it, like, it takes that idea so seriously that it allows, like, Luke to like fall from his hopeful the one who saved everyone stance and like that's and like that's why i think it's interesting and i and i again i i want to preface i can get not liking that the movie does that but just because it does that doesn't make it a bad movie to bring it back to our one versus the other kind of thing the character of jenna or jen urso in um rogue one goes through a kind of similar arc not she's not luke skywalker obviously so you know you you kind of uh said like yeah they do that for characters that were introduced in that movie and then die at the end i'm like that's a feature not a bug i I would kill to not fuck with the character of luke skywalker um and it's new characters it's new 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 why we are do you they always can complain do you remember remember so and so but with um uh uh, with Rogue One, it's not. Do you remember? It's like, oh, here's all these new people. So just to get that out of the way, with Jen Urso, she starts off ambivalent about the idea of uh, of fighting and joining this rebellion. She just wants to get by. She just she's just in it for herself. And through the actions of some other people, and through seeing what it's like to step outside of her shoes, and like like Cassian says to her, not he, like we don't have the uh, you know like. Uh, I don't have the courtesy of not being involved in this fight. I have to. Yeah. It's my life. Yeah. So when she, ste- she she realizes that 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 while it's not perfect, you know, the rebellion's not perfect, but the rebellions are built on hope. And uh, it's kind of what you're arguing. There's a harm reduction element to it. You can't have everything perfectly, but what you can do is defeat the, the genocidal maniacs that are basically Nazis. Like, I understand the Jedi have problems, but... Mm-hmm. Like, but you have to defeat. I, I can't imagine letting them build a super weapon on your watch. I mean, I understand maybe he didn't understand they have a, had a super weapon on his watch. I also wish that I had a more direct parallel between... That's the best parallel I could come up with Rogue One, because I think oh, yeah. Jen kind of starts on okay, all right. amb- more ambivalent, less yeah. like, re- I, like but- I, I like that, but I wish, I, wish her, I wish the middle part of her arc had been longer, because it's kind of weird watching no, it. And this, this, is, this is a nitpick. I'm like, honestly, I'm in agreement. Yeah, I know. Well, I get. I'm just. I'm just over here being like, it just sucks that like she goes from being ambivalent to like not trusting them to finding out that the rebellion were gonna kill her dad, and then the rebellion being responsible for be- killing her dad, and then like the next scene we see, see her in, she's like, the rebellion is right actually, and I'm like, whoa, that was the rebellion that was kind of wild. Didn't kill her dad. It was a it was a skirmish. They just, he died in the crossfire kind of thing. Right, right? but if you they already didn't... don't think the rebellion is good, you're like, well, you bombing they... this area is the reason my dad's dead. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I uh, Galen all, or was also at risk of be, dying from uh, Krennic. Uh, like yeah. I, and that's it. I whatever. I also, I, I'm not going to try and share the screen because it seems to have a problem with me trying to do that today. So I just. You you said that I'm not a no, I'm not an objective point making an objective point right now. I'm not about to make an mm-hmm. objective point, but whatever <laughs> Star Wars is not made by George Lucas, it's kind of all fan fiction. You know what I mean? So nobody has the correct opinion on this. Not me, not you, not Ryan Johnson. You know what not I mean? Not even George Lucas, man. Don't you dare give that hack 
fraud, like authorial <laughs> power over Star Wars. Like that, that motherfucker, like came in, like the the Ridge Trig was like it was it it hadn't it wasn't even on VHS yet. He was already tinkering with that stuff. He was already changing I who shot love first. He does windows. not get to be like the author of this series. So oh. I love the windows on uh, Cloud City. So I'm just gonna uh, <laughs> actually so let me see if I could do this, so then I could play it while I uh, uh, change Word. my. So I just just to kind of I'm gonna be like this point. too. We're just gonna be talking circles. I know. Okay, God damn it. So <laughs> if I could just to bolster my point and kind of set it up, I mm-hmm. guess like you said, nobody has a control over you know Star Wars, but. Mm-hmm. Who does? Who do you think has a better idea of who Luke Skywalker is between Ryan Johnson and, uh, uh, let's say, I don't know, Mark Hamill? Hamill? Yeah. Who um, going- I like again, like, and and I might ruffle some feathers here. I think what what, what Ryan Johnson did is more interesting than like Luke just still being hopeful. But like at the same time, I can have two thoughts in my head at the same time. I think it's a tragedy that Luke only got to play the version of Luke he wanted to for a few minutes at the end of the film. I do think that's a tragedy. I think, like, I understand why he died, and but I don't think it's the right choice in that moment. I, you know, and I also get, like, the potential idea of, like, you know what would be interesting if, if, is if we let Carrie Fisher be the final mentor figure for these people because, like, we have... What? Oh, what a fucking mistake just to just to bet on Carrie Fisher being the person. Oh, yeah. Like, a mistake because, like, we're in the where we are now. Like, we're looking backwards. But I right. think a, a good idea from the perspective of where they were beginning to try to tell these stories, to be like, all right, Han Solo is going to be the father figure to both Ben and Ray for movie one. And, you know, he's going to be Han Solo about it. And then he's going to die. And then Luke. We're going to get Luke's father figure role between Ray and and Ben Solo. And then he's going to die. And then in the final one, we're going to get Carrie Fisher as the mentor and mother to both of them. And that's going to be the one that's actually successful. I think that as an idea is interesting. It is really unfortunate that Carrie Fisher died. And, we, and all of these things went wrong to where we had to speed run 48 different ideas for a movie with The Rise of Skywalker. Like, but like, just because those things happen doesn't mean that like how it was planned to happen and happened to happen is worse. You know what I mean? It isn't bad. It's not the last Jedi's fault that Carrie Fisher died. You know? Okay. I'm going to play it. Can you hear this already? When I read A. Can you hear that? Oh yeah. I I can hear it. Okay. And you probably know exactly where I'm going with this. I already have it brought up though. So just. Yeah, go ahead. I trust, I like Mark Hamill, and I think he puts it very eloquently. When I read Eight, I told Ryan, I fundamentally disagree with virtually everything you've decided about my character. But, you know, other than that, I can't really describe more, but it's, 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 it was as shocking to me uh, to read what Ryan had written, as I'm sure it will be for the audience. Do you make a turn to the dark side? Is that possible? It's possible. Anything's possible. I, you know what happened? I read one theory and I said to Ryan, I said, this is the one I want to do. <laughs> and it was... Did that, you have a say in it? No. Did you have a say <laughs> in it? No, of course of not. Of course. Yeah. Um, That's like par for the course for these things. And like, again, like I, 
it had like it if the last jedi did exactly what luke uh, like what mark hamill wanted i even just called him luke i gave him i gave him more inspiration like that could have been fun that could have been amazing i don't know if it would have had the same interesting like like actual like critique of like the the place in pop culture of the jedi are they worth believing in or not all of that stuff and like that's fine we don't need that necessarily but that is to me a more interesting thing to do with a star wars film especially after the two eras that lucas helmed of the Ridge tridge and the prequels and also like the the like fan reactions that go on with all that stuff which I don't want to, I, it's like, I'm still working my way through like the actual fan, like metaphor. I mean, we could talk about it if you want, but like, it's, it's a little more, uh, less fleshed out, but, uh, we can, we can, we can deal with it, but there's so lots then, of places we could go. Go ahead. Oh yeah. But so like from that point, you know, that's, that's Luke, that's brought Luke to his lowest and then Ray shows up. And then also another critique I've heard of the last Jedi that I, I think is sort of missing is like that, like, Oh, Ray, yeah, she has the positive view, which she does. She has the positive view, but like even hers is like challenged by the fact that like she's trying to interpret the story like the thing that happened before based on a, an account from Kylo and then an, an account from Luke and then an account from Kylo. Like it's it's also like in its very text like questioning the idea of like who do we trust? Like who has the final say over stories? Like whose story whose version of the past is correct? You know what I mean? So like all of these beats are playing out throughout the whole uh movie and but like the, the the things that get luke to actually come back and like embrace the force are r2d2 showing him clips from a new hope which again reaffirms that like if we're going to talk about new hope we should be like treating it as this thing to touch with like delicate fingers and not something that we can like drive straight towards and crash into so which i think rogue one doesn't I think it treats it very delicate. I think the, the Gareth Ed, Edwards respects the hell out of that movie. I um, mean, and honestly, it might be it might be a studio note, uh, like studio stuff that made it be the way it was. That's again, I would rather see Gareth Edwards' version than this weird hybrid that we got. Like, I, you know what I mean? It's like that. I, I agree. A, that would have been better, probably. Yeah. But I mean, the movie that we got is the movie that we got, and the movie that we got does not handle A New Hope with uh, well, delicate gloves. I just think they did not give enough notes on the Last Jedi. I think they should have. They should have honed in Ryan Johnson's ideas a little bit, and I think that's Last Jedi is a bad example of what happens whenever you take a big IP and just give it to somebody without trying to, you know. Yeah, I think I make think it a movie fair. for everybody. <laughs> I think that's fair, but again, like again, I, I, like I, uh, I use the word interesting because like that's that's all it is. It's neither. It's like value neutral. It's not like oh, this is the best way to do it. But like to me, The Last Jedi has more interesting things to say about Star Wars as a whole than Rogue One does. But also Rogue One isn't trying to tackle the ideas of Star Wars as a whole in its movie. It's a meditation on like war and like the struggles and like, you know, what like what do the people, what does the good side have to do to fight like this sort of totalitarian evil that exists? All that stuff, which sorry, that's sorry. Rad, are you describing, are like you describing Rogue One or, or, or uh, Last Jedi right now? Rogue One. All of all okay. that that bit, the meditations on war are Rogue One and good gotcha. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, I thought you were bolstering last shot. I was like, hang on, I was about to fight. No, no, you. No, 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 no. Sorry, I was trying to say that like the the like the thing like I think it is personally. I think it's more interesting, like the or the the Star Wars movie I find more interesting is the Last Jedi because it's it's like it's dealing with these ideas of Star Wars as a whole, whereas like Rogue One is good. But it's not as interesting to me because it's dealing with like 
issues about war and stuff and like all of that kind of resistance, which is still interesting. I'm just slightly less interested in that critique. I think it's a good one. And I think I'm glad that like some, that's people's like first exposure to it. It's just like, I've seen Apocalypse Now and other things, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen sure. this done differently in other places. I've never seen a movie that was like taking place in its own canon be so willing to like play with the problematic way it exists in our own real world. And like that may exist, but The Last Jedi is the first thing for me that like does that. And so I'm like, this is super interesting. I want to talk about it with more people. So that's why we're having this conversation. What I like that I think another movie, I forgot to mention this earlier because I got I went back in. I think you go, oh, for, I'm going to, bear with me first. I have two separate oh, points I'm ahead. trying to make. So I think you can boil Rogue One down, take out the war on and you can boil it down to gray areas on two teams. Who's right, who's wrong. Because yeah. uh, we have Bodhi Rook, who is a Imperial defector and uh, Jyn Erso's father is on the Imperial side, but he's a good guy. We have people from the Rebels that are bad guys. It is kind of like Last Jedi. Got two teams. One is the good guys. One is the bad guys. There's a little bit more gray than we understand. With a main mm-hmm. character that is apathetic or cynical at the beginning and learns to be optimistic by the end. You could that I could broadly describe both movies that way. I think. Yeah. And I think I, like if I brought, you wrote, if yeah. you like, if you wrote a paper examining the two movies like that, I would read that paper. I would watch that video essay. I would have a good time. But like for me. Like, I mean, like, that's a valid way to compare the two films. What I'm trying to do that I feel like don't get talked about, or if it does get talked about, it gets too easily dismissed, is, like... The pop culture. Like, what, 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 like what, the, what, that, what the movie is actually trying to say, as opposed to, like, boiling two movies down to, the, like, a, a segment of the raw elements and then comparing how they interact with those. So and I will even grant that what you just described, Rogue One does better. Like, that, okay. is, that is totally fine for me. Once again, guys, thank you so much for watching. <laughs> uh, no, but no, you keep doing it. It's a good. Bit. I, th- I, I think that I think that uh, Lost Jedi doesn't even go, doesn't really pull the gun or pull the trigger on what they should have done. The, the, the let the past die, kill it if you have to. We're done with this nostalgia. It's time for the Jedi to end. It doesn't even follow through with that. I understand part of that is that Luke Skywalker's Walker's arc is. I, I do like the scene where he says every word, everything you just said is wrong. I will not, yeah. you know, and I will not be the last Jedi. I'm like, oh, they said the name of the movie. That's cool. But they said it yeah. in the way that we thought, he, the opposite of what we thought. That's fine. But I just think the movie... Subvert your expectation. Try it. I know. Well, that, but like that's, that, that one part is like legit subverting A good part. I don't legit, know yeah. how I feel about that versus the title drop in Rogue One. I don't know which title drop is better. I oh, my God. Play. <laughs> the, uh, you bring that up and this is just funny to me because like and again like I, you you have softened my critique but we're going to go back to past Alex for a moment where to <laughs> me Rogue One is the most unnecessary of the well not anymore it's been topped by The Rise of Skywalker all of the shows for the most part they're way more unnecessary than what Rogue One what should we call you the man, they'd be fun this didn't happen but they're like what should we call you the, I am Star Wars the Mandalorian <laughs> yeah like it's like almost, but okay. So it was so funny to me. I was messaging John while watching some of these movies. Oh, that's and, so funny. Yeah. I, was too, I was also. Yeah, I know. He was like, yeah, Sam's been messaging me too. I was like, oh, are you still moderating? He's like, no, I'm not even doing that. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but uh, I just consolidated power. Go ahead, though. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, go ahead. You do you. I, I'm, I, I feel totally comfortable. We're chilling. But, um, but like, so the line is, he's like, uh, we're Rogue uh, Rogue One, and 
then the guy on the other is like, Rogue One? There is no Rogue One. And then K2SO goes, well, there is now. And I like just lost my shit because it's like, that's how I felt about the movie. Like Rogue One, there is no Rogue One. And then the movie was like, fuck you, there is now. <laughs> and like, that was just, it was too funny to me. I like had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard. I was like, I think this is an accidental perfect summation of how I feel about this movie. I guess it's like, again, like, you have yeah. softened me a bit, but I wanted to jump back to past Alex. Because I, well, like, I know. <laughs> I think it, because you have to understand, Alex, where, where that follows. I'm going to go back to my original point in The Last Jedi yeah, in, in a second. But like, the, I think that you have to understand what, where that line takes place. Like, it's right after the, they've turned their back on not only the Empire, of course, but the, yeah. the Rebellion. So they are literally just rogue. And he has to say mm-hmm. something. I mean, right. Course Green Goblin says I'm something of a scientist myself. I like it. Sue me. No, I'm kidding. In the text of the film, it works perfectly. And that, like, this wasn't an idea that had ever even been in my mind. It was just hilarious to me that, like, it's, like, well set up. Like, I agree with you. But, like, once it's said the way it's said, like, with K2SO saying, well, there is now, I was like, that's funny. I've been attacked. Like, it was just funny to me. I wanted to point that that funny thing out. Yeah. At the end, with not Akbar saying, Godspeed, Rogue One, or whatever the hell he says, you know, may the force be with you, Rogue One. Cute, because they fucking died. The movie sticks to what it wants to do, whereas The Last Jedi goes back on that and just resets it back to the status quo in a way that I hate. It says, let the past die, kill if you have to. Then it relies on nostalgia to get you through that to limp to the end of that movie. Also, Kylo Ren's arc completely shortchanged by the last scene in that movie. I think it would have been so interesting to have him Ray or both be gray Jedi, be gray Jedi's or whatever the fuck that is, yeah. you know, or something like that. Or even just mm-hmm. be not a mustache twirling villain. But what is the difference between the motivation? I understand that they, you know, tactically have different motivations, but Snoke wanted to, to defeat the rebellion. Mm-hmm. and adam driver's character wants to defeat the rebellion there it's there's nothing interesting all the things they could have done in, that were interesting with that character rejecting his master killing him could have been cool scene i'll even grant you that they could have not had snoke be plagueis which i wanted i wanted snoke to be darth plagueis. i would have hated that i would have liked that a whole lot and you would have just say it i would no I, yeah i would have liked him to be plagueis i like have him say that he's darth plagueis and then kill him and then Two birds, one stone. We're fine. We're like, I, oh, I, I, yes. backstory. Great. And now he's dead. <laughs> We're good. That's, you're right. You don't have to explain anything else yeah. other than my real name was Plagueis. And then, yeah. and don't even explain. Like uh, for us, for the for the movie's purposes, oh, that's a false yeah. subversion of expectations. He's dead now. Yeah. We don't know anything about him. For us prequel heads, we would be like, oh, that now I know yeah. where it came from. Now I know everything <laughs> and also, I need to know about this character. And also, it would have been such a funny metatextual jab at the prequels that like Palpatine him. is like yeah. flexing that he killed Plagueis, but he didn't. And then Kylo's just like, all right, bitch, you're dead now. <laughs> that, that, I mean, <laughs> it would have been so good. And then oh. to have Kylo follow through on him being a, more of a uh, interesting character than uh, than ultimately just a mustache. Tw- I'm ignoring Rise of Skywalker, but just having yeah, a, okay. a mustache, mustache be twirling villain again by the end of this, it's mm-hmm. just not interesting. He's still just a screaming child, but I guess now he's you know cut cut loose. He's like Davy Jones after he kills. Mer- I watched Pirates of the Caribbean three this week, uh, but it's like when Davy Jones kills Radical. the guy who was in charge of him on the East India Trading Company when he strangles mm-hmm. him with his octopus. It's like oh shit, now he's now he's off the hook. Now he can do whatever he wants. So it's just like seeing that a character like that. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. They don't do it with Kylo. I don't think they follow through. I just think there's a lot of cool things that people mention that they give this movie credit for that it doesn't uh, follow through on. I, okay, so I I need to find exactly where I wrote it down. But I this may have been when I was oscillating back and forth to like 
Kylo being a fan, a type of fan stand in, but we can get to that. But like, I, I don't, I, I think, I think how the movie ends works based on what's been set up in the movie and what we're doing, especially keeping in mind the prequels. And like, I, I, I agree. Like, I, I think, like, I find the idea of a great Jedi interesting, but like that is not where the movie is trying to go. It's like flirting with it, but it's coming back on like, no, like we do, like we, the, the Jedi need to exist, but they need to be balanced. Which I guess is a great Jedi. You know what I mean? But like it, it, within that, like there still needs to be a bad guy in this universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I guess. Like, uh, but, no, but again, really- that, that feels like, that feels like a Star Wars note of like, you can't, you can't yeah. just go full nuance. Ryan, you know, there's got to be a there's got to be a bad guy, but I think he handles it pretty uh, pretty well, honestly. Actually, I I think the way it's handled isn't the isn't isn't the worst, but I I gotta make sure I have but because like at the same time I've been stuck on the like interrogating the legacy of the Jedi, and part of what I love about how uh, it ends is if we take it as like fan culture less just uh reading about the jedi so it's like we'd have to back up for work i think but uh go ahead and make your point but i'm gonna uh, skim real quick some no, i'm just gonna make take this opportunity to mention how much i hate the uh ending where uh they have died i've said it before this, I, that this the ending of rogue one is i've never quite understood or i guess i don't know how to put it into fra- in, like the ending of rogue one is a sad ending like they die but and it's played though in a way that's optimistic. Yeah, it, I, I, I feel does, optimistic it, by it. It does balance that like melancholic, but with a twinge of hope. And well. last Jedi, I feel so defeated by the end of that. When I look around, and I'm as if I'm there, but like when I look around the cast of characters that are in the Millennium Falcon, and there's like three right. people, like there's the characters we know, and then like three backs, like back, extras. And I'm just like, it's have, a bit more than that, but yeah, we have so thoroughly. I, okay, yeah, there's like 20 people on that ship, but right, including the main characters. And so I'm like, we have so thoroughly lost that, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's people are excited by the possibilities of where Ryan made it to where we could just go anywhere with this franchise. Now I'm like, no, we, no, we can't. We're kind of backed into a corner, and you can feel it in Rise of Skywalker. Oh no, man! I like one of the things I wrote down is like honestly. Um, I think that as soon as The Last Jedi was the way it was, Disney should have been like, look, everybody knows we want to make a million Star Wars movies. And so we're not, we're not limiting ourselves to a trilogy that has to wrap up the universe. We are going to just make Star Wars movies that go out from here, that like stem from this, you know, like we are being distinct. Yeah, everyone would have been upset. At like, oh, but it was supposed to be nine episodes. I'm sorry, I'm doing feel like a nerd voice, but uh, like, but at the same time, like the way, like the beats that happen from the Force Awakens to then where Ryan Johnson takes it in the Last Jedi, it's like that is like the perfect moment to be like, hey, just kidding, we're gonna branch out. We're not gonna try and force this to be wrapped up in three movies, and so that's where that's where I think the misstep happens because like it is a very good point for it to be a branching out point not and, and and again like this works at its detriment but like as like if you're thinking about it as it ha- this has to be a trilogy sure 
that's a that's a misstep part of how it ends you know i think they could have competently salvaged it and not the way the last jedi came out if they had just been like hey we're not going to stick to our schedule fully we got to retool some stuff and really think about things but no they had to stick to their schedule because it's a yeah. freight train that won't stop moving. And so we got an even worse year movie. would have been so nice. I mean, I guess the I thing mean, would have yeah. added an extra year, it would have gone I, into 2020, which the pandemic would have ruined yeah. the Star Wars. Well, but, but just, like, let it take some time. Be like, look, we got some show ideas that are coming out. But, like, the people are used to waiting three to five years between Star Wars great films. point, though. If so, they like, done, just... Yeah, Last Jedi 2017, Solo 2018, Mandalorian 2019, and then yeah. waited until 2020 for Rise of Skywalker. They could have retooled that movie and made it so much better. Yeah, or even had spaced out the three big entries over more time so oh, that like, they could gauge yeah. the, the reactions and like think about yeah. it. But yeah, but the three especially years with great. the sort of – I mean, when, the, when, when Last Jedi was as polarizing as it was, which like I – I get, man. And like, I am also not here to say that if you hate this movie, that you're wrong. I'm here to be like, look, there's a way to interact with this film that I really enjoy that like, I think has something good to say. And I think agrees with fans about the legacy of especially the original trilogy. And like, it gets missed because of a lot of like obvious problems like Canto Bright you know, Holdo versus Poe. Like, I mean, I like, I kind of see what they're going for, but like, ultimately, you're right. It Holdo, doesn't work. You haven't even touched it, that, other than yeah. briefly the space kamikaze. That whole Holdo, Holdo thing, I will never like that. No, and that's yeah, such I, a big chunk of the movie. I agree. Yeah, it's like they're both trying. That like they're like I mean, just as like a quick things of like what I think is maybe what they're going for. And again, I don't think it works. I'm just like in my trying to realize like what's happening. What's you know trying to like good faith read it to see what they were going for yeah. and figure out what didn't work yeah. it's like it's like poe uh poe meets his uh, like a the opposite version of himself like in holdo it's where they're both headstrong do whatever it takes to save the rebellion but they have different philosophies about how to do that you know like because like he's going against her orders but she's like fuck you i'm not going to tell you anything you know what i mean like but that's what i mean by two headstrong people I, I don't think it comes across. I don't think it works well. I think if that's the idea you're going for, that needs to be reworked. But like, if that's the idea you're going for, in a vacuum, I don't hate it. I don't like it how it happened in the movie, 100%. Okay. In the movie, and, yeah, yeah, it feels yeah. like her, she, it, same, what and, I have written down for Vice Admiral Holdo is, is rude note for no reason, and she lets her yeah. sexism get in the way of doing her job. She is on a <laughs> And that's the, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't. I, you I can don't, easily read that into the film, one hundred percent. I just—it was funny because like I hadn't made that connection, but I was like, "Oh shit, that's hilarious!" Like that. She calls him yeah. Flyboy. Like I understand yeah. that's like a that's like a like a you know like Star Wars you know like laserhead yeah. kind of thing, but like right. it just seemed the her the way oh, she yeah. talks down Dupo is yeah. so that the subtext at least is there. It is so like it. She's a, being a sexist. It seems like someone, some man, was mean to her in her childhood. Right. So she dyed her hair purple and joined the rebellion and wants to talk down to every person who is below her that happens to have a penis. And it comes and it feels and so any part of that that may she any point she may have is lost because that's her demeanor and that's the way that she that Laura Dern plays the character and I hate it. Go ahead, sorry. Right. Well, I, but it's like for me, it's like it's like I see what you're saying, but also. It's like I feel like that it's easily like red is like she yeah, she's just headstrong and she's got this like cocky guy who like his his method of fighting is get in a ship and blow something up despite As, what his superiors what, tell him. Was Poe incorrect at any point in the film? Um 
about no, his strategy. I'm, I feel like he was. I felt like when I watched him, no. I always when, when I watched the film, yeah. I always agree but with Poe. Even I also, without him. yeah, um, I think we're meant to, and but I also think it's why it, it's like it's a bad, badly executed idea of like okay. we are never given a chance to sympathize with Holdo's logic. So right. the whole time we're entirely on Poe's side, and it just feels like what the hell is going on. But like what I think was like maybe the idea that maybe got parts of it got cut in editing or just like was never like fully fleshed out. Like you were saying, like there's definitely stuff in this movie that needed to be like something like Ryan, let's rewrite this, let's rework this, let's workshop this bit. Yeah. Like this is good, this is bad. But yeah. but I it, maybe it's because Disney's a freight train and they don't want to take time with movies that like that never happened. But, if I may, I think yeah. they only know how to say, can you add a lightsaber here? I think that's all they know how to say. Can, can, <laughs> yeah. Like no that's, really though. That's like a they good have summation of like yeah. Right. They have this checklist of things that need to be physically in a Star Wars movie, but when mm -hmm. Ryan writes a character arc that is flawed, they don't they because they're not right. screenwriters, they're studio yeah. execs, I imagine. Which they goes... don't see the problems there. So they're like, oh sure, yeah, he's an auteur. Yeah. People will like it because he's a right. an auteur filmmaker. Some oh yeah, shit. we all we all need people to read our stuff and tell us which parts aren't working so we yeah. can either fix them or we can cut them out. You yeah. know, like like I went through that with like the wedding video I finished recently that that's up and it's like you know i would send it to some other people and be like hey is any of this dragging is any of this not working like because like i'm too close to it at this point i've spent yeah. x amount of hours with it i love every moment of it but like i'm too close to it what do you think you know and so that refines sure. it it makes it better and, you know but like if i i guess if i had like to make it an equivalent sort of thing if i had to make the wedding video in like three weeks as opposed to like the longer amount of time i usually take because i want to take breaks away from it I would make worse wedding videos because I would have to rush that process. You know, like there is, there, yeah. there is a thing about telling these stories and doing this stuff that like just requires time. There's not enough money you can throw at it. I do, but like at the same time, I do think deadlines are important in the sense that like it should be done at some point. It's the criticism like, of, of Zack Snyder. Like if you can't yeah. make, make a movie that's under three hours, then you know you you need to be a better filmmaker if you're if you're right. if you only no, make three hour movies. Yeah, not necessarily. I think I, I don't mind movies being super long. Like it can be helpful though. You see what I'm yeah. kind of saying though? No, you can't absolutely. Just like everything has to be perfect or else I'm no good. It's like well you can't yeah. have to. You know. Right. No, I, and I think I think that's I think that's 100 fair. But so that's so that little bit we went over it. I don't need to beat it to death anymore. But there's there's like a there's like an element of like could be interesting if done better. It's a Poe and Holdo story, but again, not executed well. And that's fine. I'm not here to like okay. defend that sort of thing. And then the same thing with um, Finn and DJ is their arcs like parallel. Like he, like Finn is like slightly only self-interested. He doesn't care about the cause. And then not DJ is in a more extreme, extreme oh. version of that. No, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, I like that he's leaving because he's trying to save his friend, not because he's actually a coward. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and I like that. But there is an element of where Finn is like, I only care about me and Ray and like maybe Poe. And like, I just got to save my people and not uh, do this stuff. And so then he sees a more extreme version of that in DJ. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be this guy. Again, all of it, like, it's like, that's like the thing that's there that I'm like, good idea, Ryan. Now, can we make this better? Can we make this more efficient? Can we, you know, workshop this yeah. around? What did like, I write down for that? I wrote basically um, Finn is trying to leave the Titanic and Rose is calling him a dick for wanting to do so. He is trying right. to leave the Titanic. Everybody's going to die. Look at the ending of this movie, Alex. Right. I understand that he can't look forward in time, but statistically, 
he doesn't know that he's he has plot armor. They're, like even yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take it a step further. Even if he is just trying to escape for himself, wh why should I be rooting for the captain of the Titanic being like everything's fine? Which is what Holdo does for most of the film until yeah. I guess they get to Canto Bight or sorry until, oh, until yeah until the they crate. get the crate, crate. Yeah. Um, which is salt not snow guys. Um, um. <laughs> I have something to say. I might save it for off air because I don't think I'm ready for it to be on the internet forever. But okay. like this, that reminds me about something hilarious about uh, crate being covered in salt. And I'm yeah. sorry to the people in the audience. You may get to hear it one day, but I, I'm not ready for it to just exist forever on the internet yet. Okay. Well, <laughs> I gotta take a second to acknowledge that even Ryan Johnson, real recognizes real, even though I guess I don't think giant Ryan Johnson is real, but Ryan Johnson. Saw Gareth, at, saw Rogue One, saw Rogue One, and was like, "Hey, Gareth, I want to shake your hand. Do you want to come be in a, in the the scene in Crate? Uh, and Gareth, who is who? Uh, who makes a cameo in on Crate? But the man himself, Gareth Gareth Edwards. He said he's the man that says it's salt. I believe actually, right? Or is he just in the background? Uh, he's, he's like next to the guy yeah. that says it's salt. Real recognize even yeah. Ryan Johnson likes Rogue One. It seems it would it would appear." Uh, and I respect Or that. like Scarif and their buddies, they're both like, they're both, you know, the other thing that Star Wars has a problem with is just plick, picking up like plucky, nerdy-ish white dudes to go make a Star Wars. And it's like, yeah. God, like stereotype Star Wars fans, <laughs> like, yeah. and also not uh, do actual, like, impactful diversification. You're like, we'll have more actors play these people, but we're not, we're not letting the behind the scenes too much. Okay. So thank you for bringing Thanks. up the multiculturalism angle. Um, and I don't want to yeah. get too off. Are you, were you still making a point? Uh, uh we can, we can circle back to it. Okay. Like, let me real quickly. Yeah, is done better in Rogue One. There is, I don't feel the sense that anybody's a token X character. I feel like there's just a, a nice blend of, um, not, not America, obviously, but you know, the world. Um, yeah. it, it, when you look around and see the cast of Rogue One, that being said, uh, yeah. Rose Tico is a bad character. Carole, Kelly Marie Tran, I, her dialogue is stiff. People like to accuse, oh, look at you, attacking a minority character. I think that's yeah. very disingenuous. I think it sucks. I think it's very right. bad thing when people but do also, that. I, no, think I get that. I, I, I understand we should not call her names. We should not call her names. Other people in YouTube videos that I have seen call oh, her that, names. Yeah, that's not even I, the point I was going to break up. Like, okay, go ahead, go ahead. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, this is the problem with the internet where it's everyone shouting at everyone and like yeah. people who are trying to make a nuanced critique and maybe misword it, get lumped in with a group that they don't belong to. But like she was 100% bullied off Twitter by people who didn't like her character, like yeah. attacked like with sexist rhetoric, with like racist yeah. rhetoric. So like when people are right. like, and, and are, like quick to defend one. her, okay. it's like, it's like, I get that reaction because it's like, there were a lot of really toxic people being extremely sure. toxic to this poor person. Okay. But like, also, yes, like if you have problems with her as she's written, as her character, that's 100% fine and valid. And please make your criticisms. But like, also, like if you want a charitable read from being interacted with, then also give those people a charitable reason for why they're getting upset. You know what I mean? Like, okay. try to have it both ways. Yeah. Or, I, uh, like, try to be like empathize with everyone not just the people who agree with you is okay, what i'm going fair. for yeah okay thank you for yeah uh it's the thing it's the uh we for, we discussed this i believe in our second of the three obi-wan podcasts mm -hmm. that we did but uh the there's a faction of star wars fans that say really mean things 
yeah. for you know they take it way too far and they don't even reference the the, the text or the, the the product itself. I think I pride myself on always you know keeping it to the performance, the writing of the yeah. character. If I don't like the character, I think. Actually, I, I, I like the way that I phrased it during uh, that discussion, and I encourage you yeah. to go back and watch our coverage of Obi-Wan, but I feel like Kelly Marie Tran, in a way, was failed by the by the material she was given. I think mm -hmm. the Canto Bite storyline, it's, I think that, yeah, I, I, if, if she had a better storyline, had a better uh, 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 direction, let's say, uh, I, I don't know, part of acting is the actor, but a lot of it is direction. Yeah. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that she could have, I just, I hate her in that scene when she tases Finn. I hate her in that scene. I also, I didn't like this, this, the logic of her sister dying is dumb at the beginning. The bombers at the beginning of the movie make no oh, sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can no, never make sure. me like the bombers. And they, yeah. they, they create a drama from something that is so nonsensical to me. Tie it into a character who is bad faith misinterpreting, maybe not bad faith, but what appears to me at the, in the moment, bad faith misinterpreting a character who I do like, who also is a minority that I like, you know, like, so like, it's just like, you can't say, oh, you're, 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 being, it's, it's more complex. I think the character was failed and I think Kelly Marie Tran deserved better by the, by yeah. the people who, who made I agree. I'm, I mean, I'm like, I'm going to offer you, offer you how I interact with her tasing uh, Finn, okay. Okay. but like, this this doesn't carry on enough throughout and so like what happens later with some of their stuff is it should have been rewritten it should have been tightened up stuff should have been dropped it should have been done better but like what i like about uh that moment is it also like interacts with the like legend versus real thing in like an instant moment she sure. sees finn who is this legend this hero is always going to do the right thing and then the second later she sees oh no he's running away and sees the real thing and she's like I hate that. She reacts viciously Captain against Titanic. it. Captain the Titanic. Right, but I like I get that, but also like th there is a structure to like military organizations and the resistance is that. This is not a civilian vessel. You know what I mean? And yeah, like also Space Jesus. He's going he's yeah, going to like, I, space right, Jesus. But that but that's information you and I have. That's not information she has. She, you know, like, she tasted it before he could explain. Yeah, because she, she thought, lied to her, but, that, but that was also her job. Those are her orders. If you see anyone trying to escape, tase them. Because like we can't have people just abandoning the ship right now. We have a plan that for some reason we're never told we can't talk about, and I, that is a problem with this movie, one hundred percent. But like her reacting the way she does isn't a problem with this movie. What I like about Rogue One as well is the, that you understand everybody's plan, uh, the Rebels' plan, the Empire's plan, and the Rogue One's team's plan, and you can see the differences yeah. in their plans and how why they mm -hmm. would lead them to go separately and then later lead the Rebels to join up with them. You, I understand yeah. all of that. I'm not left out of the left out of the I loop. Agree. I understand I, they did it intentionally with Holdo. I understand they yeah. did it intentionally with Holdo. That was a mistake because right. by the time she is turns out to be correct and like she gets them to crate. And then she sacrifices herself. I should love that. I hate that so much because I hate her character. And also yeah. one funny thing is somebody mentioned, <clears throat> uh, look at Sam hating the women in the movie. No, I'm kidding. But like somebody <laughs> mentions like whenever she's turning, you say, that's fine. I'm going to clip that. Look at Sam hating the women in this movie. You say, that's fine. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be the promo. No, um, two, yeah, two white dudes. <laughs> that's fine. Thank you for your permission, Alex. 
Um, uh, no, but she's, they, somebody says, is she trying to escape? And then she's they're like, oh, no, she's actually – it would be funny if she really was just trying to escape. Yeah. <laughs> and also, just, just, just because we've, we're talking about the holdover maneuver, which I agree, like, it's like too much style over substance. It's like every time I watch it, I'm still kind of like, god damn, that's gorgeous. I wish oh, it didn't sure. break the universe. You oh, know what I mean? Great. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, like every time, every time I watch it, like the way the sound is used, all of that stuff, like you know, I'm just like, God, I wish this didn't break everything. I wish there was like some other line of dialogue that made it like why this ship can do that or something, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever, because ah, it looks gorgeous. But yeah, but anyway, what is funny to me, and maybe you've seen it mentioned otherwhere, uh, other places, but it never gets brought up. And I'm not talking about two moments that are that people hate, and one of them. I don't hate very much. The other one I agree with is not very good. But so <laughs> when Leda, Mary Poppins her way back in after speed, oh she's been exploded God. in That's the space. That's the disrespectful part. That's the disrespectful yeah. part. No, I, I understand. That. But like they foreshadow the Holdo maneuver there. Can you oh. hear me? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get so water. Like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're, you're all right. I, you, the headphones came off, so I wasn't sure if you could actually hear what I was saying. But so she's flying back through and there's a the, – the table is toppled to its size side and it has a hologram of Snoke's ship and she flies through Snoke's ship ripping it in half the same way the Holdo maneuver does Ah. and it's like so funny to me that like everyone's so mad at the Mary Poppins thing no one gets mad at her foreshadowing the move that everyone's mad about later yeah like like I hear I don't hear anyone talk about like that it's like foreshadowing and it makes me laugh to be fair Alex they foreshadow something I hate while doing something I also hated yeah, so, I, like, well, no, I'm just trying to give something else for the fans to get upset about during the Mary Poppins scene. I'm trying to give the people who hate this oh, movie a bone. Red <laughs> yeah, like, like I thought you, you guys were so blinded by your rage about Mary Poppins that, like, you missed the fact that they foreshadowed the move you also hate. So, like, yeah. And, and so it's just funny to me that it doesn't get brought up. Like, no, ever. I, I'm like, like, guys, right here, look at this. Isn't that, isn't that funny? I mean, at, like, you know, if we're just going on, like, style and substance, like, at, if both of the, you know, it looks, it looks fine. I, uh, like, I, I honestly, I go back and forth on the Mary Poppins thing because, like, I agree, like, because I feel like there's this, like, there's, like, a fi- this fine line in my head, and I, and I can't really describe it. Okay. Um, it's like, you know, I can't, I could never write a rule about the force that like I wouldn't be okay with it getting broken in the right context. You know, I can never describe fully what the force does. And I think anytime we try to like make the force into like, let's say magic in the Harry Potter universe as this thing that has rules and formulas that you can follow, like trying to turn the force into a science. I think anytime we do that, we make the force worse. But at the same time, like that, that being said, there is this like, line in my brain where a thing that happens goes too far in the direction of like well now the force can do anything you know what i mean like there's this sort of fuzzy gray area that i think we all kind of internally have you know i guess depending on how much you interact with star wars i think there's people who like just watch one star wars movie every now and then and aren't at all concerned about the rules of the force which is like probably a healthier way to watch star wars so i'm happy those people like aren't as brain diseased as you and I are or the rest of the internet. <laughs> so like good for them. But if you do enjoy watching Star Wars and you're wanting for it to like, you know, for consistency to be there, it's like the force for me is at least one area to where it's like I like any fan could tell me their set of rules and I could come up with different ones. You know what I mean? Like like there 
I think it's I think it's a feature that there's not a concrete set of rules for what the force could do and win. And that that being said, I also think that fans are correct to be like, well, that for some reason breaks my disbelief as what the force can do. And I think that's also completely fine. And so there's sure. this, this weird gray te- gray area tension in there. And also George Lucas broke the force way more than anyone else has. Like Disney just continues to break it because they're like they're like, oh, George Lucas is the one that did it first. And it's like that's why I said we should not give George Lucas like the like, oh, he's the correct person to make Star Wars movies because no, he fucked them up. I even was just worse. trying to set up a bit that I was doing about how who do you trust? Who are you gonna trust? J.J. Abrams or Mark Hamill about your interpretation of Luke Skywalker? I stand with uh, Mark Hamill on my interpretation of Luke Skywalker. It's okay. You can you can appeal to that authority. <laughs> and I will appeal to like I like what Ryan Johnson's doing with it. And it's not even that I think that Ryan Johnson should now be the only one that ever tells a Star Wars movie. I just like I want a world where the rights to Star Wars are public domain and like everyone is making their own interesting Star Wars movie. Because like again, some of my favorite properties, like Star Wars stories, take place in fan fiction and like people's creations online when the Arlenauts version of like Larry and the prequels where lightsaber fights are actually like dance battles and like to like shitty techno music. Like it's hilarious. And I love it. I love it to death. And like, they sometimes get to better character moments than the actual text movies. So it's like, I like, I get wanting to respect Canon and have like, there be this like lore that is star Wars. Like I, I, I get that. And I'm in the camp of like, yeah, we should be doing that. I wish we were doing that, but unfortunately, since uh, Return of the Jedi, Star Wars has been uh, more has been like a commodity more than a story. Like that that is baked in from the the Ridge Tridge. So it's like it's it's unfortunate. I, it's a mistake. I hate it, which is why we shouldn't say that George, we shouldn't default to George Lucas because he's the guy that started it being primarily about being a product as opposed to being a good story, and like. Disney, the company known forever for making things to sell products and like not caring about telling good stories, I'm not that surprised that like their stories aren't that good. But I do think it's right to continue to call them out and try to call them out. But where I where I'm trying to come in as like the annoying fucking nuance fairy is like, but let's also try to meet the movies where they're at and what they're trying to do and see what they have to say as opposed to just being mad about like whether it doesn't fit the concrete world or like you know i don't like the critique that like the the movie did what you didn't like it like you wanted the movie to do i don't know how to describe it. it's like like you have a fanfic in your head yeah. and then the movie does something different you know what i mean like tre- yeah treacherous water yeah. there because i don't think that oh, it's like I'm, personal I'm, yeah, thing I'm, that i wanted uh, for characters right. to remain consistent. no that that's I why i don't like that critique all that often okay. because it gets used as like a way to silence people who are like no, I'm trying to le- legitimately complain about what I saw and what I didn't right. like. You right. know what I mean? And so, like, if we end, like, I do think there are times where, like, the, especially with The Last Jedi, people were wanting something that this movie wasn't interested in doing. And, like, I'm trying to talk about what the movie was interested in doing versus what they wanted. But, like, if you want de- like, if, if to be upset that this movie like did a thing that you think breaks the universe of Star Wars. Like I can't really argue with you because like the universe of Star Wars, the only place it really exists is in each of our own minds. You know, like the canon has been broken by different movies everywhere. Well, that's what's beautiful about this is I can say, I can ignore Force Awakens and and Last Jedi Rise of Skywalker if I want to, but I can say, exactly. I can say, oh, there's no other Star Wars movie except the the original trilogy and Rogue One. 
And yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm like, it. that's the world I want all of us fans to live in. Is like we pick and choose our canon. We yeah. give both Disney and George Lucas the middle finger and be like, y'all bitches don't own shit. We do. You can keep making movies, and like we're gonna decide for ourselves which ones count, and we'll you know we'll make video essays talking shit about them. But I think we've reached a good point though of solidarity here. I think that's a pretty yeah. good way to end this debate if there ever was one. Can I just for fun show you my my word my word uh, document just because yeah. I think it'd be fun. Now we are reaching the end of this discussion because I have other I have another appointment coming up here. So let me. Fair enough. Out. I also have so much more I could say about. That's the thing. Yeah, I felt like we could probably go do another hour or so. So yeah, if you want to rapid fire respond to any of these, uh, I'm going to read these really quickly for the okay. other people that are listening to the audio only version of the podcast, which will be available Sunday night. Thank you so much for checking it out. You can find the link to all the podcast platforms at anchor.fm slash the film fan club. It gets updated about every two weeks. Every two weeks we stream here on Twitch. So Here's just a bunch of complaints I had about Last Jedi. I don't like the politics of the movie simultaneously. It's right after episode seven, but somehow time has also passed. The humiliation of Hux is not funny. I didn't really have time to talk about Orson Krennic as a character. I, right. There's a lot I could say about him. I love that he's a middle manager type of villain. And I love, basically the broad strokes is love. I love that his boss kills him because your boss would literally kill you in a heartbeat if it would advance their own career. Uh, I think that that's something the movie is actively trying to say, and I like the movie goes there. Do you like? Do you, do you see that? Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Uh, okay, like, cool. I, like I, I, again, like some of this stems from like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to dive too deep into the other problems I have with Rogue One. Like, wait, you're right, we're in a good spot, but. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, tune in next time, kids, if we continue this discussion. We are going to be doing, I think, in August. John has told me that he has a pretty wide availability in August to discuss uh, Lord of the Rings. So just for cool. people to, to understand, it's Alex and I are going to figure out our availability here in a second. But in August, throughout August, the plan right now is to cover Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, leading into the first episode of Rings of Power. And then we'll probably drop that until the season finale or so but yeah just just having fun here uh i don't like poe the jokes the feel too modern for star wars tarkin would have killed poe instantly uh hux is just destroyed as a character. the bombers don't work in the movie i had no idea where anything is in the first space battle rogue one i understand where things are spatially especially towards the end we go from poe's jokes to a new character dying over invented stakes the bomber uh, and then back to Hux being silly all within like five minutes. I felt like in Rogue One, there was a great sense of tone um, that was consistent throughout. And that's not consistent in The Last Jedi. Finn is also being silly. So there goes any tension there. Uh, Luke is tossing the lightsaber. People are like, oh, it's great because, the I, I, okay, if you want to have him do what he's doing in the movie, have him like, look at the lightsaber and maybe drop it dramatically or something. The, the toss over, the, you should have added a fun little, you know, like a silly, like, Sound Fair effect. Enough. Uh, we don't get to see Luke react to Han's death because Ryan doesn't understand what Star Wars fans want to see. I think I'm reading into it, but sure, why not? Yeah, Snow uh, these, this, like this. This is the stuff where I get into like, okay, now like you've decided to hate the movie, so literally everything in the movie must be wrong, you know, as well, opposed to trying to meet the movie where it's at. Okay, so we've had a good discussion. This is just me yeah. having fun writing. No, I you're right. You're right. In, I watched the movie in order and just wrote every negative thing I could think about. Yes, that's true. That's what I yeah. did. I'm, I'm, it, it was in debate, debate mode. Uh, Snoke wants a new Vader, but simultaneously doesn't like Kylo's mask. Doesn't he know that Vader wore a mask? The titty this is, this is this, this That is like, 
And, like I've heard that critique from other people, and I'm like, how are how like what the fuck are you even talking about? Like Jesus Christ, how could you how could you not know? So like so like that scene, right? Like like so for first off, like Hux, like sure he's a little overly silly, but like Hux's big thing was Starkiller base, and it got exploded in like 15 minutes. Like Hux uh, is obviously on the back foot. Hux is obviously a joke in the first order because the thing that was supposed to be his big thing failed instantly. But he's still a high-ranking person because Snoke is like using that weakness in him to manipulate him to do whatever he wants. So when you know, so whatever. So that's like I, it is overdone. It is a little over the top, but like it makes sense that Hux is the way he is. And okay. so so uh, Kylo's walking into Snoke's chambers and. And uh, Snoke is like, ah, yes, caught on the tip of a string indeed. Well done. And then he walks out and Snoke's like, I, have, I, I like saved this exactly somewhere because it's so uh, good, but I don't know where now. Son of a bitch. Sorry, I have my own notes. Uh, man, there's so much more I could talk about, but we're going to talk about this and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to find it because I know you got to leave. So oh, I will have just... Like, have a while. Okay, um, cool. Well then... I, just real uh, quickly, I don't like the titty yeah. milk scene. It sucks. The titty milk That's scene fine. is terrible. I, I, I don't care. It, <laughs> whatever. Like, I, it's like that. That's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, they okay. did a thing that like references blue milk, but with green milk. But they did it in a remote area way, and everyone's like, oh, this is the most insulting thing. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, bro, okay, I get it. You don't like that it's green milk coming from a, a titty. Like, what? A, it's yeah. space, baby. Like, shit's weird in space, man. <laughs> Like, like that just falls into like I'm going to hate everything about this movie because I decided I this movie, you know, I have, everything I have. should be wrong. I I lean into that. I welcome that. Yeah, I like. I, I, mean, that's fine. I mean, it's also to be fair, it's super fun to do, and I, yeah. I, I, I I don't really have a problem with it. But like, that's, it irks yeah. me with this one because it's like, I mean, it irks me with the movies that I like. Obviously, as yeah. I mean, know, to be fair, we did that with Thor last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, we all do the same, but like. I've got to push back sometimes as well. Sure, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I was, I, I forgot how much I was going to lean into comparing Cassian and Luke uh, during this debate in my prep, but I decided to lean into com comparing Jin and Luke, I think, is where I decided to go with that in the heat of the moment. Uh, fuel fuel problems sense. Star Wars are not exciting. Uh, they're actually more bo more boring than politics, I would argue, which is just it, a jab about the prequels. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, uh, but, like, which, which moments? What would uh, you say? Were, oh, fuel problems. That's yeah. what I, I I thought I heard few problems, and I was like, what? And no, so fuel, fuel problems. Sure. problems. Yeah. Uh, they don't have the balls I, to kill Leia in the Last Jedi. Not a problem in Rogue One. Not that they kill Leia, but they kill the characters. Uh, they don't. They do kill characters like Akbar unceremoniously, unlike in Rogue. Yeah, One, that's that's the part that I really. They did Akbar dirty, and I I have trouble forgiving them for that. Yeah, this movie actually feels disrespectful to characters. But like, that. not having the balls to kill. Leia, like we already talked about that. That's not, it's not a bug. Like there was obviously a plan going on of oh, like, sure. yeah. The but they, they, they knew in December yeah. of twenty seven. In December of twenty seventeen, she had been dead for a year. They could have reshot that easily to where she dies. I think it would have been better for them to just recut it to where she had died. I, I don't think they should have. I think they should have. Yeah. Even though their original plan was to include Leia coming back to life, I think they should have cut that. Um, yeah, but yeah, we did a lot of this. But, then, that, but then, in, a, in a way, that feels insulting to Carrie Fisher's legacy. Like, oh, we're going to change how her character arc went in this movie because she you died can't. in real life. We saw Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it, it was bad yeah. when they tried. I to know, but it. like, like if you if you did all of this work in a movie and then died before the movie came out, 
and then they edited out like the second half of your character. Like, do you feel like your legacy is honored with that? Like, I agree with what I'm happened dead. to the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, but like you're, you know, I, I don't know. It just to me, it's like that feels feels like a. I mean, you can you can say it, but like I don't think you can <laughs> really support it. Like some of these are bad faith uh, yeah. critiques, I guess, which is uh, fine. But, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned I like multiculturalism in Rogue One. I just thought that was very important to preface that before I talk about how much I hate Rose Tico, just to get in front of the criticism there. <laughs> um, Poldo and Rose, the, the characters miss, I don't like characters misunderstanding each other or silly conflict. Like, I just think that they just need a conflict to happen. So they have them misunderstand each other. And it's, it's it, right. it, it comes across as frustrating. I could get into why, but I think we already did. Kelly Marie. Kelly Marie Tran's leg or delivery feels stiff. Finn is basically trying to escape the Titanic. Ray's big, scary, dark place doesn't really mean that much to me. I don't know. It's not as impactful to me as Wait, which Empire. part? Ray's big, scary, dark place. It's not really as impactful oh. as Luke's uh, in Empire. I mean, fair enough, but I mean, like they're learning literally the opposite things. Like he's yeah. he's he's worried about Empire going to the dark legacy. side, True. but she's she's learning that like she's actually her parents. Not anybody yes. else. Which, like, again, like, Ray being related to nobody was one of the best decisions this movie made. Yeah, sure. And I will, yeah, I will defend that to the end. And her becoming yeah, yeah. Uh, related to Palpy sucks. Yeah. Right, uh, I like Rose's, or I don't like Rose's monologue about arms dealing. It's clunky and on the nose. I think uh, it's terrible. Uh, then Canto Bite. Uh, Luke Skywalker would never kill his own nephew. We talked about that at length. You didn't yep. fail Kylo. Kylo failed you. That line makes me mad. I understand it's before Ray learned the truth, truth, but yeah. uh, you didn't fail Kylo. Kylo failed you. Rewatching this movie just made me upset. So I just put literally no. A uh, Holdo was basically asking <laughs> for a mutiny. If you were ever going to captain yeah. your ship in a way that would lead to a mutiny, it would be like Holdo does disrespecting your subordinates like that and not telling people the plan, not democratize, not democratizing the workplace. Um, Benicio del Toro sucks. I don't really like his character at all in this movie. I get he serves a purpose. Don't like it though. Finn yeah. and Rose don't think about the consequences of their actions on Canto Bite. The slaves are the and the horses are going to have to clean all that up. Cool. Yeah, leftists are hypocrites. Thanks. Like, no, no that's yeah. not the it. Society, the society we live in is bad, and like making rich people feel a bit of pain is like. Oh, actually, I'm a big brain over here, and poor people are gonna have to clean that up. Like, that won't actually do anything. It's like it's like the same thing that like people are like, oh, well, all of the riots that happened during 2020, they were destroying property. Like, that's bad for the optics of their message. And it's like, like I, I just, I like it's not great sure, in they, what happens in this, but like that being used as a critique of like, oh, the left doesn't understand me, a big brain intellectual says that property destruction is a dumb thing because poor people have to fix it. It's like, oh my God, like just like, yeah, we know the society we live in sucks, but the point is to cause enough damage to where the rich people decide that maybe something should change before we all just die, as opposed to like putting their like stormtrooper police boots on our necks. Sorry, I'm getting real leftist again here. <laughs> I did not but think like, about it. I'll admit, I didn't think about it as meta textually as yeah. you did. I didn't think about it as a broader critique of how we go about real life politics. I thought it was... I had a clear-cut example of what would happen as a as a result of their actions in this fictional universe, and I was like, "Well, yeah. clearly the slaves are gonna have to clear. They didn't free the slaves. Why didn't they right. free the slaves?" You know, uh, like, they, that's that's something we gotta do later on. That's part of where we should continue to tell stories in this universe, as opposed to just completely ignore it in the Rise of Skywalker and actually yeah. make everything worse. 
<laughs> I don't, uh, but if you know in the Bible, by the way, it is not, the Bible is not against slavery. It's weird. It's, it's, oh yeah. No, it discusses the logistics of buying and selling slaves. Yeah. It, if it has lots of rules about slavery, none of which yeah. don't do it. That's which, a, which a also good, like a little yeah. bit fair to the Crizos out there. Like that slavery was different back then. It wasn't chattel slavery, which like we should okay. have the distinction that chattel slavery was very horrific. But like, also, yes, slavery exists, and it is weird that in your in your you know theology there is like rules about slavery as opposed yeah. to like just the basic message. But again, it's because our own world is a bad concrete world, and like yeah. this thing wasn't written by an all powerful being; it was like interpreted by humans to like give Chrysos uh, benefit of the doubt. So it's like there's some mixed up stuff in there. Yeah, I uh, again just to just to clarify my point, I wasn't using, yeah. I wasn't saying the Bible is right. I was saying the Bible's wrong, by the way. Yes, just to oh, clarify. Yeah, no. I agree. <laughs> um, uh, so I don't buy Kylo and Ray bonding. I just don't. Uh, he killed Han in front of her. Uh, we we already discussed that a little bit. Uh, Ray knocks uh, Luke Skywalker Skywalker to the ground. The disrespect. That's just going to be a line in my eventual uh, rage video. Uh, this movie doesn't understand the Force Force ghosts or Yoda uh, because how they interact with the real world. Um, why are, we went from discussing how can Obi Wan Kenobi sit on a log to how can uh, Yoda defeat, like, how can he cause uh, the weather to change in real life and destroy a tree? Why doesn't he do that elsewhere? Why aren't there ghosts fighting more often in battle or manipulating the weather if there's storm now? I don't know. I just yeah. Why doesn't Why doesn't God come in and do miracles all the time and stop all the bad things from happening? God's not real. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but like, also, if he was, it's less important when he does it as opposed to like character arcs like growing and struggling. You know what I mean? Okay. But at the same time, so like Yoda is established in all of the movies to be the most powerful Jedi basically ever, right? The okay. best, the, the peak dude, the top, the big cheese, the most enlightened, right? And we also learn in the prequels that Qui-Gon is the one that like developed this technique while being dead of coming back and like slowly putting some of your essence back in the world in the form of a fort ghost. Yeah, so this they is were like, just discovering this is, that. This is new ago. tech, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. And so. I okay. don't think it's a huge leap to imagine that Yoda, the best and the most oh, enlightened, fair. learns this, gets better, and is able to manipulate the real world through this thing. Uh, I surrender. Like, I yeah. surrender. And also, the way I it thematically no. fits as Yoda using a dark side power to show that, like, hey, we're going for balance, you guys. We're okay. going to show the most good Jedi doing the one thing we say only Sith do as, like, a metaphor for, like, we're trying to move beyond the good light dark as a binary and go for a gray area. So, okay. yeah, I, that, that one to me has always been frustrating because it's like, just just stop. You're just being no, angry. I, I surrender. I will. <laughs> not yeah, you. Yeah. Not you. I'm no, angry about all of the online stuff, and unfortunately, you're the person I'm interacting with. So I got a little riled up. <laughs> so I, I apologize. Uh, I, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for this show, guys. No, no I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> Uh, the movie doesn't. Well, yeah, I already said that. We, we because that's the way I justify Snoke bridging the minds. We've never seen it before, but Snoke's the most powerful of any. So sure, he can do this thing that I've never seen before. You know what I mean? So that's how I do the Snoke bridging the minds. I justify it the same way you justify Yoda just now. So that makes sense. Ray is dumb for surrendering to Kylo Ren. I think it's dumb. Uh, constant ping ponging of Ray and Finn and Rose. Uh, whenever we're supposed to be doing a slow speed chase, ruins the stakes. You can't have both of these. Both of these plots are, are fighting with each other to make sense. They don't make sense. I'm like sorry. The, which one? That, uh, the, ping, the ping ponging of 
Ray from one ship to another to another, and then Finn and Rose to from a ship to a planet to another ship. When we're supposed to be focusing on the slow speed chase, how are they? How is a slow speed chase also happening while these characters are ping ponging around from ship to ship? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. yeah no, so, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like that. That's that's one of the problems that like uh, we didn't talk about too much, but like yeah, I don't like that it's because of fuel problems that we get this yeah. slow speed chase. Like I don't I don't mind like the idea of like the tension of like the empire's right there. We are like seconds away, you know, yeah. that kind of like creating that tension, but yeah, putting it in space and having it be about fuel and like, like this weird, it's convoluted. And I, yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Finn and Rose's escape from the star destroyer is comically bad. Whenever they, uh, I, I, I jumped to Ford cause we talked about a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. uh, Finn and yeah. Rose, they escape with little BBA on the at at Walker. And then they, they like, they fly in at, right as the door is closing on crate. It's comically bad. They just yeah. the writer Ryan wrote himself into a corner where we just need these characters all back in one place, and he yeah. forces it, just shoves that square into a circle, and tries to make it work. Uh, also, Rose absolutely destroys. Would have been a great Finn. What would have been a great end to to Finn's arc? Uh, I go ahead. But, oh, do you agree? Uh, no, but he signed a contract for three movies. Yeah, okay, fuck off. Uh, you're right, you're right, yeah, but do you agree that would have been a great end? I, I would have liked yeah, that. Yeah, like, that's 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 one of the things that's, like, it's, like, weird because it's, like, the arcs that Finn and Poe go on are, are like, good. So, like, Finn ends up where Poe starts in the movie as, like, I'm going to drive headfirst into this thing to destroy it, to oh, save them good. at all co yeah. at, at no cost. Whereas... Yeah. Whereas, like, that last moment is where uh, he has to learn to be, like, Poe, who now has this thing of, like, oh, I'm responsible for these people. Sometimes yeah. surviving is a win. You know, again, not handled super well. So, but you like, think, yeah, but. But, yeah, so it's, like, so it's, like, it's, like, like, Finn needed to get to the point where he cared about the cause so much he would sacrifice himself. But he also can't die in this movie. But he yeah. also needs to learn the lesson that, like, so it's like it's it's like I get what you're going for, but it's like it wasn't handled well, and especially to the swelling music to then Rose flying in and crashing into him in a move that should have killed killed them both to like crash over to the side. And like I like the idea that like we're not going to win by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. I Although I would add to that, we it's like not, it's not saving what we love; it's saving everyone, even if they don't deserve it. And like yeah, you got to fight people along the way to do that because there's a group that's like literally trying to exterminate life. But like you know, you gotta. Like, we're trying to save everyone, not just those that we love. Because technically, you could make that argument that, like, Finn was trying to save what he loved when he was trying to run away. So, like, yeah. I get what you're going for. It's not, it's not good. It's, it's poorly thought out. And then her kissing him, it's like, I get that she might have had a crush on him and then, like, does that. And it's, but I her kissing him with the explosion in the background is such, like, who saw that and thought that was a good idea? Like, <laughs> like, 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 there's such tonal cognitive dissonance going on of, like, are we losing? No are we winning? What is happening? So I, have no I agree. Idea what they thought it with when that with like let's yeah. have him kiss her let's have her like oh also i just hate so much about that scene for a second because she he yeah, says, go ahead. Why would you actually like, why go you... ahead i'm listening i just have to pee really bad so I'm gonna okay yeah, yeah okay he says why would you do that to to ray to rose and and alex is gonna laugh while he's muted because i'm gonna do some 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 holdos being sexism shit again but uh so she says i saved you dummy in the in I don't know, man. Guys, the audience at home, the audience at home. I think I just don't like the way she says that. Like, I saved you, dummy, you asshole. How 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 don't like? Whereas 
you just you at home you just heard how alex and i kind of disagree i don't want to put words in his mouth but i can't we both kind of seem to disagree with that decision to like it to 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 stop their only chance of defeating them in that moment and so for her to be like how dare you not respect what i just did i'm like do you not see the flaws in what you did like she acts like finn has no leg to stand on when he says uh, why would you stop me from doing that? So that's just my point. I think I, I hate the delivery. I screamed at the the, the 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 screen. I screamed at the screen whenever I saw Rose's face barreling towards Finn when he's doing the what would have been the most beautiful sacrifice of the film, and it would have made made much more sense to have Finn die than to have Luke die. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna push back on being upset with the, her calling him a dummy because like. It's obvious that she's like, she likes him at this point. And she's like, I saved you, dummy. Like a flirtatious, like, him. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Han sexually assaulted Leia, all right? So like, what are we gonna be upset about here? Like, when are we gonna choose to have moral standards when interacting with Mita? When it makes our point look good, or are we gonna try to be kind of consistent and yes. nuanced about how we interact no, with Mita? No, the other one. We're gonna be, I'm gonna fight for nuance and all this stuff. And I'm gonna push back against these weird hardline statements that people make online about how my definition of Star Wars is definitely the right one. And I'm like, no, it's all confusing and conflicting. And that's why I say that's Star Wars, baby. But like, I get, I need to refine what that actually means. But I also, it's fun to say when like cool things happen that don't make sense in Star Wars. Like the Rise of Skywalker, like me and my brother have been saying that Star Wars, baby, for a, for a while. So we're see, watching Rise of Skywalker and like both are not liking it. But then uh, Ray at the end, like force hands, Kylo a lightsaber, and both me and my brother were like, "All right, that was dumb but awesome, and that's that's Star Wars, baby. <laughs> like, it's dumb but awesome sometimes." But so anyway, you can continue your stuff. But no, like, it, there's not a problem with Rose. Like, there's a problem with Rose crashing into him to save him. There's not a problem with Rose saying, "I saved you, dummy," and then like, you. you know, having a crush on uh, Finn. Because I mean, look at him; he's dreamy as hell, man. I kind of have a crush on Finn. Also, I I prefer the Finn uh, Poe dynamic. That one's that that's hilarious to me. Cowards, the cowards that I know, the cowards, the absolute cowards. But also, like that's what fan fiction is for. That's what slash fiction is for. We've been doing it for years. The corporations are not ready. They're run by olds. So just keep making your fan fiction. So uh, I'm gonna skim through these uh, Rogue One because I, I I do have a uh, an out here and oh like, I I found my thing about the the throne room sequence about the Vader it. the Vader okay. bit. Okay, so Snoke says. Occur's weakness, properly manipulated, can be a sharp tool. And then smirks a little bit and immediately says, how's your wound to Kylo? So he, like, tells okay. Kylo what he's doing, like, what he's doing to manipulate Hux, and then pulls the same move to Kylo. Okay. Like, he's okay. manipulating. And then Snoke even, like, he, he, like, knows it, and he's manipulating him. Uh, so, uh, okay. oh, yeah, sorry, it's all mixed up, yeah, in this. But, yeah, but that's, that's my main thing. Oh, he says... And then Snoke immediately goes into more open manipulation, saying the mighty Kylo Ren and how he was raw, untamed power. And then he goes to say, beyond that, something truly special, the potential of your bloodline, a new Vader. Like, he's talking about, like, the movie is also talking about, like, is it the Skywalker bloodline that's awesome? Or is it the force that happens to interact with people that makes them awesome? Which is why it's better that Rey is related to no one, because it takes, like, royalty based on bloodline on one side and then says the exact opposite popper nobody nowhere and also they textually say that the force created both kylo and ray that like 
as the darkness rises, the light to meet it. I knew you're equal. And when I sense how powerful you were, I knew Snoke is saying this. I knew that the light would rise to meet, meet it. Skywalker, I thought wrongly. And then I have in my notes somewhere. Well, until the next movie, you dumb bitch. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I see your point. Um, and it probably is another, that is what you mean when you say people just look at the literal what's happening in the scene. Yeah. Or not even, not even that. I'm kind of looking past that. But yeah, they, they, they like, like, I'm making just, a surface just, level yeah, complaint about Vader. Like, He's wearing a mask, Vader wore a mask. And you're like, look right. at it a little bit deeper. I see what you're, I see your point. Uh, Michael Giantino's score, Giacchino's score is better mm -hmm. in Rogue One. I didn't mention that enough in my actual debate. Uh, oh, mode. I have to I, go back. I love the score to Rogue One. It is so good. I, I, yeah, I, I remember liking it, but I was like, that's like a thing that like I barely paid attention to in either yeah. movie on this rewatch. Other than yeah. like, there's like a moment where Luke's uh, theme comes in at some point that like I made a note about, but it wasn't a good enough note for me to remember exactly where it was. I yeah. just saw it's like, oh, I like how they use Luke's theme here, and I'm like, oh well, shit, Alex, how's that help me? <laughs> um, last thing, uh, do you remember Yavin Four? I don't want to hear that shit because it makes way more sense for there to be. Do you remember Yavin Four than the crate emulating Empire Strikes Back? Beginning of this movie, emulating Empire Strikes Back. I'll, I'll, I'll see your point on that one a little bit because yeah, they set it up to where they have to be evacuating the rebel base, sure. But the ending of this movie didn't have to be like Empire Strikes Back. The middle of this movie did not need to be like Return of the Jedi. There's it's just a greatest hits of Star Wars at times on some aspects of this movie, anyways. Yeah, They're like just a greatest hits of Star Wars for but that's less that's also like baked into Star one. Wars. Yeah, but Rogue One it makes more sense in the film. Whereas fair enough. Yeah, All I, right. yeah. So people, but I just hate when I, this was specifically juxtaposing the two because that fucking I mean, also, media video. Yeah. Also, uh, fair enough. I did send you a song that, like, I'm sorry it didn't work, where I describe Rogue One as Star Wars porn, which, like, I still kind of agree with, but also. I have it saved. I, I downloaded it, so I'm going to try and play it from okay, a yeah, cool. instead of cool, cool, cool. <laughs> to lead us out of this. But um, uh, but yeah, I uh, but yeah, that's about all I have to really say. I will take a hundred Bogolet scenes over Canto Bite. I, I people I tried to think of what is the worst of Rogue One. I will take a hundred Bogolet scenes over Cantobite. I didn't really mind Bogolet, the, the the whatever. Yeah, you know, I don't like uh, it. But, yeah, it's weird. Um, but like I, I also, you know, weird things happen in Star Wars movies. These are not things that like draw me out too much. Like I do, yeah. I like what what uh, man, whatever her name is. I'm so sorry, Jenny Knight, whatever. Jenny like, what she pointed out. No, not her. It, the other one, the Lady Nightbrave. That's what it was. Lady I just, Nightbrave, like, kept, yeah. yeah I, keep, I don't know why I keep trying to mix them up, but I'm just, I'm a bad you human just being. Hear, you but, just hear women doing a video essay and your sexist mind just kind of... I know. You know the only like, one that I really know is Lindsay Ellis, and then the rest of them are all not Lindsay Ellis, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Star Wars fans. Yeah, well, I, I hadn't, like, the algorithm hadn't blessed me with Lady Nightbrave until he sent me that video. So I'm like, oh, I need to check out more of her work. Good so idea. it's like, just, yeah, a whole new thing. But, um, oh, yeah, so, like, her pointing out that, like, the pilot dude uh, doesn't have, like, the best arc in the film and is underutilized. I was like, yeah, man, let's do that more. But, like, I, again, I, I'm trying to step away from just, like, oh, the text is wrong and there's nitpicky things I'm trying to get into. I'm trying to just hang out in the metatextual level. Because damn it, I like that. It's a lot of fun. And like, that is the type of person I am with movies. It's usually I walk out and like, I'll talk about what happened in the movie. And then I'm like, within a few minutes, I'm like, oh, do you think this was referencing this? Or do you think this was trying to talk about this? Like, that is, for me personally, maybe not everyone interacts with movies that way, but that is way more fun for me. It's like trying to like, 
be a detective in media and like see what it's trying to say or like see the different angles it can talk about something so uh yeah that's why i yeah I don't, i'm not gonna like bad faith nitpick every little like plot hole or whatever in rogue one because like that's not that's not the problem i have with it the problem i have with it is uh oh you could say it's at its very core like the death star but again I, you softened my opinion but i you know Again, that, that's Star Wars, baby. We can all have our own Star Wars opinions and we can make them fight each other and then we can go away and see see what happens with them. But the one thing I want to get to, and like I know we don't have a lot of time to go into it, is like uh, only because like it's like part of like my main point of why I like The Last Jedi. Can I that time? Yeah, I can hear it that time. Okay, good. Awesome. Yeah. Go ahead. But because uh, it does start kind of low and then it builds up. But um the uh like Luke <sighs> He saves the day by being a motion picture of the original trilogy version of Luke. Like it literally says, hey, the Ridge Tridge slap, it's worth believing in. And like so much so that just the fact that these things exist is enough to inspire the people to like rise up against the totalitarian government. Like, like if we take if we take the lightsaber as a metaphor for like the soul of the Ridge Tridge as being bounced around, which I don't think was like I think it was given metaphysical like or yeah me we'll just say metaphysical like elevation in the rise of skywalker because jj abrams not the rise of skywalker the force awakens because jj abrams loves mystery boxes and just doing weird and cool things and not thinking them through uh i think ryan johnson was like okay that's kind of interesting let's say it's a metaphor for like a soul of the original trilogy and like it gets split between like the two things of like everything about the past is bad because of the prequels and like or I'm just going to say it for a minute. The way I kind of read it is like Kylo Ren is a gatekeepy fan of Star Wars saying like, I'm the true fan. Everyone who disagrees with how I interact with it must be wrong. Or you're not a real fan. If you don't know every detail about the history of Darth Vader, or you don't, you're not, a, you're not allowed to sell, call yourself a fan of Star Wars. If you don't go to every convention fully dressed up. Whereas like Ray could be seen as the people who just genuinely love Star Wars warts and all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay. they're not being toxic about it. They're like, yeah, I know, maybe maybe Last Jedi is a bad movie, but I still kind of love it because of Star Wars. Or like, yeah, there's problems with Rogue One, but I still love it because of Star Wars. And it's like, she is that person. And so then Luke, as like having to go through his journey as like a metaphor for like how we thought about the Jedi in general, shows up as the movie version of himself and defends the race side of the argument. That like, yeah, the best way to interact with Star Wars is to love it works and all. And I'm going to show up as a move, as a visual projection, as a motion picture, and save the goddamn day against this toxic version of that. And like, I think that's beautiful. I think that's so hopeful, and I love it to death. And like, there's problems mixed in there, but like, like that's that's my read of the Last Jedi. Is the Last Jedi is like meditating on all of this stuff and then coming down on like, no, you know what? If you watch one Star Wars movie and it's your favorite and you love it. Luke is on your side of the argument. He is not on the side of the people that you're not a true Star Wars fan. Not, though. Yeah. Well, but 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 Luke in the film is on Mark Hamill in real life side. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, I, like, I, I do like, actually. I see yeah, exactly. Luke. Yeah. Like him saying that like I don't like how the Last Jedi did this is like the same as Ray being. You know, it's like allowing for that. It's like don't yeah. be toxic about your hate of this stuff. Like sure, critique it. Like we are, we love that. But like, don't gatekeep fandom. Don't say that just because you don't meet my weird standard of what makes a Star Wars fan, you're not a true fan. And like, 
yeah, we'll we'll talk about more later. Because I, I know you got to go, but yeah, but that, that that's my essential point. August, Lord yeah. of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. I'm only watching a theatrical cut. Maybe I'll watch the extended cut. Probably only watch. Oh, I'm cut. I'm only gonna watch the the, uh, the extended edition because like. I love it so much. Like the other one, like the theatrical cuts don't exist for me for Lord of the Rings anymore. It's just oh, the extended editions. Maybe. maybe we could talk about some, maybe we can go, I'll go into it with that perspective and then we'll talk yeah. about the differences. Maybe I'll <laughs> because, be convinced to watch the longer versions. Well, honestly, I'm going to be, I would like to do that because I don't remember what's not in the extended editions. It has been like since they were in theaters that I have only watched the extended. I don't watch the theatrical versions anymore. So lots of reasons, though, for people yeah. to subscribe to this or follow this Twitch stream. Follow us on yeah, podcast, subscribe, Anchor, wherever, do the, do the things. Uh, real quick, subs, remind me your whatever. video again, because you mentioned your, your oh, wedding video. Yeah. If anybody wants to get uh, a wedding video or anything freelance, come to you, yeah. right? Uh, just about. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, oh. hit me up and we'll talk. It's like, I don't want to say I could do everything freelance because it's like, oh. If you want to, Disney, yeah. if you want to make that <laughs> AMFM Productions? <laughs> yeah, Vimeo.com slash AMFM Productions. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, no, I'm terrified of making a Star Wars because you got to deal with studio notes and you got to deal with all this other stuff. Like, I would try to respect the lore and then I would fail in some fans' eyes because it's I, I think it's impossible. But I also, you know, I want to I want to see what the stories that the fans actually tell. So, like, make it online or just write it out and read it. Do all that. That stuff's so fun. Alex McKellar, thank you so much for joining the show. I'm going to play this. If it'll work, then uh, that'll be the end. Thank you, guys. Going on solo was a bad move. Like, what do you to explain where the nickname Chewie came from? Like, we all fucking get it. You didn't have to fucking tell me on solo that, like, Chewbacca is too many syllables and you can't say that all the time. Like, we get it. Y'all are friends. Chewie makes sense.
Jared, it ruined the opening of the movie, but like, that was good.